Welcome to SelfDiscoveryWisdom.com, formerly known as SelfDiscovery Media. On these podcasts, you're going to hear people who speak from the heart. They've taken the journey in life. Many things have happened to them, but they've changed it to happening for them. And in their strength, their courage, they've discovered their abilities and their wisdom, and they are now sharing it here with you. Do enjoy each show. We bring it to you with love and knowing that it's going to help you on your journey of life. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, everybody. Welcome back to another edition of Building Your Business right here on selfdiscoverywisdom.com. I'm your host, Sarah Troy, and my guest today is Dr. Christian Williams. Dr. Chris, we're going to be knowing him as. And as he comes from Arts Media, as you can see if you're watching the video, we're going to be talking about comfortable, confident, and credible on camera. A lot of people that start off business don't actually realize that there's a lot more to it than just kind of getting out there and doing your business and having everybody understand what it is. It's, you know, it's, there's a lot that you have to do in the background in order to get out into the foreground. So he says, what's mine got to do with it? He has been a coach and a consultant in the corporate sector for more than 20 years, specializing in nonverbal and on-camera communication. But his professional background after leaving consulting engineering behind spans over 40 years in the performing arts, music and television. And for 25 of those years, he was a professional mime artist creating and performing and touring soul mime shows. Well, this is rather fascinating. And I want to know how you actually went from that to doing what you're doing now. Although I really can see the thread of it. Welcome to the show, Dr. Chris. Thank you very much, Sarah. And good morning, good evening, uh, good afternoon. Um, yes, uh, a bit of a leap, a bit of a leap. Uh, I, I started off in consulting engineering and because um, my parents, as all good parents do, want want their children to have um, viable careers. Mm-hmm. And, um, like, and go get the real job, right? <laughs> get a real job, yes. yes. While I was doing that, I was also um, doing music and playing drums and writing songs and singing in, in, in bands and things. And um and the music gradually took over. Uh, ironically, my parents said, oh, well, you, you're, you're going to be a draftsman because draftsmen are never out of work. Ironically, the first job I had as a draftsman, I was retrenched from there because there was a down. So a bit, a bit of irony there. Um, but now I was doing music in parallel with with my career, my proper career as, a, as an engineering draftsman. And um, and that gradually took over. That got me accidentally involved in theatre. And at the time, I didn't even know theatre existed. And um, But I kind of got involved in theatre a lot, and mainly through music, and then uh, decided to go to London for a, a time, mm-hmm. unspecified time. So, um, And a friend uh, who had I knew from theatre in Brisbane in Australia was studying mime in London. Um, and she said, "Oh, Chris, you should you should try mime. You've got the body for it." I had a slightly different body then, uh, <laughs> and, um, and and I thought, "Oh, yeah, any I'll, shape and size, come on." <laughs> that, indeed, indeed. Uh, but I was built, I was built like a body of a greyhound. I used to joke, "It's body of a greyhound," um, which you know, not is is man now more than the body of a Labrador. Um, but uh, but so I, I thought, "Oh, yes, I'll try that," and and I did, and I had an aptitude for it, and I, I really enjoyed it, and um, so I kept doing that and and studying that. And in parallel with that, I was studying design for television, um, mm. and ended up getting a job with the BBC in the UK, which was lovely. It was like a temporary contract job, um, 
And so I was doing these parallel things, studying these parallel things and doing them. And then when I came back to Australia a couple of years later, I always say I, I left Australia as a drummer and a draftsman and I came back as a mime artist and a television designer. Bit of a leap, bit of a leap. Just slightly um, different, you know. Yeah. Well, there's a certain, <laughs> certain inescapable logic to it, which is in my mind, in other yes, people's minds. Yes, it's just government. the next jump, obviously. <laughs> so, so, yeah, I, I have been doing those things ever since, and that was a few decades ago. So, um, yeah, and and for, for me, the 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 notion of of doing um, mime or the the mime skills, applying those to the, to the corporate sector, is as I say, an inescapable logic. I spent several years creating solo mime shows and touring them. Uh, one of which I adapted for television, and um, it was a, a solo version of Romeo and Juliet done in the style of a Bugs Bunny cartoon. It was a comedy version. As a child, I was influenced by by Bugs Bunny Roadrunner cartoons, and okay. and that it was embedded in my brain. And and because the great thing about mime um, is is that it, it, it its greatest resource, the greatest resource you have, and it costs you nothing, is the audience's imagination. Yes. So provided doing the do it doing the work clearly and um then the, the audience are working actually working really hard they don't realize they're working really hard but but as long as you're clear about what you're doing and you can tell those stories and the audience fills in all of the detail that is not there visually it's I've, i sometimes describe mime as visual radio um because because like radio you have the the sound but no pictures in mime you have you have the the movement and the performance but no no pictures and no sound so uh so the audience fills the rest of that in. Um, and so um, I, I, I was doing those and, and one of them, because it was a, based on Bugs Bunny cartoons, I thought, well, and my background in television, I thought, oh, I might try and turn that back into a, essentially a one-hour cartoon. Mm-hmm. So when you're playing all of the roles, including Romeo, Juliet, a cast of thousands and a small dog, um, <laughs> that's a bit of a challenge. <laughs> so Romeo but, and Juliet, not the dog, right? <laughs> oh, yeah, no. <laughs> The dog, the dog was easy, <laughs> um, but but it's um, uh, the 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 process of because I've, I've studied and worked in television, I I was familiar with some of the technical stuff that I could would, that would solve the problem essentially of having several of me on on screen at the same time, um, and interacting with each other, the characters interacting with with each other, but they were all me because it was a solo show. Mm-hmm. So when you, it took a few years to get the money to make it because uh, when you walk into a television executive's office and you say, you know, I, I'm, I want to do Romeo and Juliet for a start, they're showing you the door because you know, who, no television not executive. Not that again. Yeah. Not that again. <laughs> Romeo and Juliet, I want to do it like a like a, a Bugs Bunny cartoon. They, got, they can v- vaguely relate to Bugs Bunny cartoons. Uh, I want to do it without words and I want to do it as a comedy and uh, I want to do it all on my own, <laughs> play more parts. And I want half a million dollars of your money to do it. <laughs> so <laughs> they, they, kind of, they kind of show you the door very quickly. And so it took a while to convince enough people that that it would work uh, in the way that I envisaged, envisaged that it would work. And um, and then, yes, the money eventually came. And so we it took four years to get the money, one year to make it. And it won a few awards around the world and, and was nominated for an international Emmy, which I was immensely oh. proud of. Uh, so yeah, so I proved that it, I was talking to someone earlier today about instinct and 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 intuition. And as artists, we 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 use our intuition all the time. So 
I mean, I, I was quoting a, an interview. I was once interviewed by, a, well, one of the interviews I'd done for a newspaper. And and the, the journalist said, oh, how did you know it was going to work? I said, well, I'm an artist. <laughs> for me... It, why ask the question? Of exactly. course, like, can't you see if, the vision? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. If you don't know well, how it's how it's yeah. going to work, yeah, you know it's going to work. So, uh, it, so it was it was a, a redundant question, really, as far as I was. But but then it's very easy to assume knowledge on behalf of other people. I can see the logic in how it was going to work. I can see the logic in applying our skills to the corporate sector. What what I do now, right. other people don't don't necessarily see that immediately. But when you explain to them how and why it works, then they go, oh, okay, yeah. But it's very easy to assume knowledge on behalf of other people, and, and I'm sure we all do that. We all assume that everybody knows what we know. But, yeah, the, the combination, this is not bragging by any, but the combination of, of skills and expertise that and experience I've had is pretty unique. There's no such thing as pretty It's unique <laughs> because it's me and that particular combination. Other people have different combinations of skills. Yes. So... So and getting into the, <clears throat> excuse me, the, the uh, how that applies to the business. I mean, we, we're talking about building a business, and and what I've done over the last twenty years is to build a business on that on that premise. Is there's my and and I, on on the way I got a master's degree and a doctorate. Um, I say on the way casually, but yeah, there's a fair bit of work involved. But, but a third of my doctoral thesis is in fact about that very thing about applying uh, those pati- very particular performance skills to the corporate sector and um so so i, I kind of my, my life in in many ways has gone in reverse I, I don't get the qualification then do the work i actually do the work first then get the qualification <laughs> <laughs> because because it, uh, my 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 argument is that that the 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 experience informs the 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 research and and the the qualification because you know that it works because you've done it and right. so, and that, that adds a richness to to any research, and that's yeah. why doing a doctorate, you know, when you're fifty or whatever it was, uh, f- I would argue is potentially of more value than doing one when you're twenty, mm-hmm. because you've got all that experience to to feed yeah. into it. And, and people to, under, to... undermine experience, don't they? You know, as far as you know, um, yes, you can have a, every degree possible coming out of your yin yang, but that's theory. You know, what's the experience of the practice? Mm. And uh, yes, you're okay, you can apply it this way, but what if the circumstances are that? Or what if the mm. arena is that? That means the experience right. is going to change to it. So really it's about your adaptability, your resilience, your ability to, to see things, you know, um, not as, oh, it's not working out the way I wanted to. Oh, that's interesting. Maybe I can try it this way. So Indeed, you're absolutely right. And, and, and experience tends to be de- devalued these days. And it's so, it's... As I said, somewhere in in you know in a paper I, I wrote about about the, a practice led doctorate, which which mine was, it was a practice led one. Um, <clears throat> that that we've all said, and and heard and said, oh that's fine in theory, but dot 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 in our in our life. Yeah. I'm sure we, we've all yeah. done that more than once. Yeah. yeah, because we know it's yeah. like the theory of technology. You know that as we all know, <laughs> the, the 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 technology should do this. But it often doesn't, and and I've, I've we decided there, there, we we absolutely <laughs> there. There are two words that that have taken on a whole new meaning in with with IT. One one is you just because technical people say, oh, you just do this. You just yeah. they preface everything. Yeah. You just like you idiot. You just do this. Yes. They see the screen in different ways. To how we see the screen. Yes. The other word is should. 
Mm-hmm. It should work, mm-hmm. but now it doesn't. I hate so, that word should. <laughs> At least should, should, should. <laughs> so, so those words have become very weighted uh, in, the, in, the, in, the, in the IT space. But you're right. It's, it's all about content and context. And mm. if you can't adapt, um, then, then you fail because it's, a, it's all about, as you rightly point out, it's all about adaptation. Uh, do, do you have the flexibility and the yeah. adaptability to change, to amend, to, to tweak, to, to vary the theory to suit the reality of yes. this particular context. So yes, it's it's a you can't it's be rigid. You can't be no, rigid. Can't. No, because you, that, you, you know that, that you know do it to some opposites with a tree, you know, strong roots, good trunk. That's the experience of life. That's the rooting mm. of life. But those branches can weather quite a lot of storms because Absolutely. everything else is strong. And if you're rigid, then your branches are going to break. You you know, and very often the reason why it's not working the way you thought it would work is that just get out of your own way, get out of your ego, just, you know, take a moment, take a deep breath and allow and, ah, okay, mm. I'm meant to do it this way. Or, mm-hmm. you know, that wouldn't work if I did it that way. This is actually more impactful. But if you're so dictatorial on how it should be, mm-hmm, mm. instead of what it's meant to be, yes. right, you're going to miss the actual reason why you're doing it in the first place. Absolutely right, and and I, I couldn't agree more. It, it's and and increasingly with with um, technology etc. and and modern society, if if we don't adapt, we die. Yes, uh, essentially, professionally, exactly. um, certainly. So so yes, it's all about adaptability and flexibility, and 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 being able to see things in different ways. I mean, that's the great thing about having a creative background. Artists generally, not just me, but artists generally tend to see the world in different ways, sometimes very different ways. And sometimes you need that. I, I think I, I referred to the arts as, as the, the, the cultural R&D of, mm. of our society. I and, like and that. Because, yeah, I like, well, if, yeah. I like your analogy of the tree. I'm going to steal that one. <laughs> oh, please do. <laughs> uh, but, but I like this one, the artistry R&D, because quite honestly, um, you know, my brother is, a, is an author. Um, I've just... Right interviewed beautiful Joel Kelm, Coleman from The Planters and all his wonderful, you know, life experience and my second time having him on. And he's just done a book for children actually on why not to smoke, drink or take drugs and how to introduce it to them in a way that uh-huh. I choose happiness over misery. Right. Mm. And it's already having an impact, which is really wonderful to see. He never, ever set up thinking he would do that. It's no. a, he's allowed his journey to evolve. And take him down, you know, the opportunities have been presented and just instead of saying, well, I'm a singer, I'm this, I'm that. He's saying, oh, that's interesting. How mm. can I be a part of it? And I think the big thing is, you know, that rigidity we see a lot of people, especially in business. I want it to be this. I want my clientele to be that. I want to present it in that way. And, you know, that's your vision of it. But maybe it's not the vision that's meant to be. And the big question is, and this is something I'd like to ask everybody is, why are you doing it? Mm. Because if you because have to ask yourself why. <laughs> it, it, indeed. And, and, and artists do it because it's a vocation. I mean, it's, yeah. there's certainly no matter. It's a vocation. It's not a job. It's a vocation. It's, it's a, you have to do it. It's like oxygen. If you don't have it, if you can't do something creative every day or week or whatever, yes. You, you 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 die. You creatively yes. die, and yeah, and your thinking gets narrower and narrower. In fact, when I was doing doing my my doctorate, um, it occurred to me that uh, that doing research is not that different to creating art. 
Mm. Because you start you start at a point and you have an end point. You think, mm. oh, yes, I'm going to do that and it's going to be X, Y, Z. But on, on the journey, uh, you use the word journey. <clears throat> the journey takes you to places you don't expect, both yeah. in the arts and, and in research. <clears throat> Excuse me. And so, and and if you resist that, you, you fail. Mm. But you have no choice, but you have to go with it because because it has its own momentum and its yeah. own it takes on its own life. So you have to follow that journey and where that path takes you. I would say resistance is futile. <laughs> you know, well, absolutely. You know, when absolutely. you're in a flow, go with the flow. Stop trying to swim yeah. upstream. Go with the flow. It would take you yeah. where you need to go. Indeed, and and trusting that process mm. is a really really important part of of both research and and art. Because, because it, it's it's just it's the instinctive. It's the, it's kind of I described it once as it's a bit like yeah. You know, here's here's your path, and there's there are planets either side. There are things the gravitational pull. You mightn't go all the way across to that thing there, but it takes you. Oh, hang on, let's go here a bit. Oh, there you go, come back, and that's that's changed your your view. It's coloured your your view of, of where you're going and how you're going to get there. Or so, why are you going there? I mean, it changes well, your perspective along the way, you know. Yes. I thought I was yes. going to go and do this, and then, but this presented itself, and it's something mm. I incorporated or I decided to go down that way, and I really mm. am happy that I'm going down the way because that, that's opened up to this and to that. Absolutely. You know, be surprised by yourself, yes. you know. Unanticipated opportunities, and if you if you close yourself off to them, then yeah. then you are closing off to to a whole whole life lifetime of of new new things and and exciting possibilities yeah. sometimes they don't always work but but often they do and i mean it's, it's like the the um the, the the whole nature of serendipity uh and and uh, there's a there's a whole story around around serendipity that that you you, you can't rely on serendipity, but you have to trust it when it turns up because yes. and be amazed by it. Be amazed yes. at how things fall together. You go, how the hell did that happen? Oh, I, I know. Isn't know. it wonderful? There's no reason it. why those things should have happened <laughs> they have. Yeah. And and that's that's why that's why, you know, life life is much more interesting than fiction. I mean, the, mm. the particular stories I'm I don't know I'm which thinking, comes first, quite honestly. You know, I, I was thinking about this actually the other day is that we look at a lot of stuff that's coming under the thing of fiction and then we actually see reality and go, hang on, oh, yeah. you know, is, is, did the fiction, was that the template for the reality? Was the reality, you know, the fiction, the reinterpretation of, mm. of the, and it's like, I don't know, chicken and egg, you know, <laughs> very Absolutely. often. And, and increasingly as we get older, and I'm not doing that very quickly, uh, <laughs> As we get older, we, well, I certainly find that 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 um, fact is is far more interesting than than fiction. I mean, there's a particular sort of thing. If someone wrote that as a film script, no one would believe it. Exactly. But it, it, it actually happened, and you go, "My God, how 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 did those things all come together?" So, and I'm not particularly religious, so, but I, I'm, I'm certainly uh, I believe in spirituality. Yes. And and, and intuition and yes. and all those things, and and we are all connected in some way. Yeah. Um, source, so, gas, uh, you know, God, universe, energy, source, whatever you wish to call it, it's tapping yeah. in. It's Absolutely. tapping in and being able to download. And as I say, if we mm -hmm. can get out of our own ego and our own dictation and go, you know, this is kind of how I want to feel. You know, when people say, you know, draw something of how you want to be, you know, what you want out of life. And people think that, you know, an affirmation is like an Amazon delivery. And it's not about what you want, right? It's how you want to feel. 
And if you can Indeed. put out to the universe of how you want to feel, I'd like to feel this, I'd like to feel that, then get out of the way and pay attention because the universe is going to give you almost like puzzle pieces. And, you yeah, know, yeah. here's a piece, yeah. here's a piece. Now put them together and the picture will form. Yes, right? indeed. Yeah. Patience yeah. has to be in there too, though. Well, yeah, and, and you have to trust that that whole process. Yeah. And, and, it's, it's, and sometimes that can be a bit tricky when things aren't going the way you want them to. I mean, with Son of Romeo, the, the television, the stage slash television adaptation I did, I approached here in Australia, this Australian Broadcasting Corporation, it's the national broadcaster, I approached them because they were the obvious ones to approach. Commercial <laughs> commercial TV wouldn't have, have a bar. And and it took it took the ABC two and a half years to say no. Mm. Um, and then... And then it took SBS, which is another national broadcaster, but um, a small one. Um, it took them two and a half weeks to say yes. Interesting. In the intervening time, uh, which is immensely distressing, because I thought, you know, I have to do this, and and I, I don't have the means to do it, so I have, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, but but in the intervening time, the technology had improved so much yes. that that by the time I did get to do it, it was much much better than it would have been had I done it right at the very start. So that, that's the, yeah. where the patience comes in, right? Absolutely. You know, I, I mean, yes. six years ago, I was given a vision of where to take my network, my podcast network, and not just being, right. you know, a podcast, but how to branch it off. And the vision was very, very clear. And I'm a person that I'll create a graphic to, you know, for me to understand the vision. And then I kind of went about trying to make it happen. And then there would be this carrot and that carrot, and nope, it'd end up being rhubarb and, you know, just not the right time or the right people or the right place. And it's just like, okay, I'm not going to give up. Um, Mm. I know the vision is right, but how Mm. it's going to come about, I don't know. And in the end, it's come about in a way far better and far clearer because the one step is now leading to two or three other steps that actually fit into yes. that graphic. And I think it's yes. again, um, I've, I found, I mean, you know, this is, you know, probably to do with the gray hair is somehow, you know, it just sets us off in a different way of thinking. I've become more the tortoise than the hare. Right. right? Yes. The hare used to chase after things and want to get to the yep. finish line and do it. Now I'm the tortoise. And uh, in doing so, I'm gathering. I'm gathering people, I'm gathering information, I'm gathering skills and tools. And mm. instead of it being a kind of a, a pie in the sky, it's now something that's growing out like a good old fungi and spreading its wings, right? So, but patience, back to the word patience again. If you want mm. quick results, do something different. <laughs> Indeed. And and it, it's very what you what you you've just been saying is, is extremely profound and and yes there is something about being great headed and, and the, the, the wisdom that comes life, with yeah. that. we assume the wisdom <laughs> the stupidity carries with us as well <laughs> of um, course but again that's, we, it, that's part of the fun. art <laughs> otherwise we wouldn't do what we're doing <laughs> it comes back to trusting the processes and yeah. and it takes it takes a, a certain number indeterminate number of knockbacks and yeah. and frustrations yes. and disappointments before we realize that we have to trust the process right. and and yes yes i'm sure we're all hairs running hairs and trying to get things done instantly yeah but but you're right the the best way is mm. to be patient the word you use the word patience and i frustrating as that can be yeah i know and i know impatient one, one can be about being impatient oh, yes it's absolutely, the, the the process to, to follow and 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 again trust and allow to happen. The, the 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 caveat on that is that 
you've got to do the work to get mm. to that point. You've yes. got to have, you know, you're not work sitting back work. waiting. You're preparing. Uh, I'm just going to sit back and, you know, drink, drink yeah. pina coladas on a beach and wait for the, the, the world to come to me. Good. But having, <laughs> having, 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 done, having done the work, yeah. um, you, you, then it's a bit like creating, creating a song or a, yeah. an artistic work. You create it and then once it's, once it's made, you have no control over it. You throw it out to the universe yeah. and go, well, if people like it, they like it. If see how it goes, because you don't really know. In fact, I, I um with my clients, my business clients, I uh, I make them I make them do um to manifest the outcomes of the course that are written. And there there are three outcomes. There's a there's a 20 minute presentation, live presentation. There's a 20 sec, 20 30 second video, and there's a webinar that they have to host and do and present those three things. It's the imp- implementation that where the value lies, because as any performer will tell you, you can rehearse and rehearse and rehearse until the cows come home. You do any you know, 1600 dress rehearsals, mm-hmm. final dress rehearsals, until you do that in front of an audience. Yeah. You don't know whether it works or how well it works or other or what you need to tweak. Yeah, what wow. bits you have to take out, bits or you have to add in. What kind you of audience you've got? My mother was an actress. She said every night was a different, uh, different performance based on how the audience interacted, or what energy Absolutely. they put out, or did they have to Absolutely. bring it out of them, or was the energy there that they could tap into? And you, mm. you will hear performers who are singers or this that they can do. How can you've sung that song thousands of times? How can you still? Yeah. And it just, it is. You're singing to different people every time, different yeah. energies every time. Yeah. It's being yes. tapped in. in. Indeed, that's absolutely right. Every every audience is different, so every performance yes. by, by nature has to be different. Yeah. Um. And and it's I mean, doing solo mime shows, they, they, they have a certain rhythm mm. and 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 pace to them, and and that's why, you, like, you don't drink coffee before you do it. But. I would find that if I tried to resist the rhythm of mm. of a performance, which is which is a combination of the audience and the, mm. the content of the yes. itself, if you try to resist that, it just doesn't work. It just yeah. feels wrong all the time. Yeah. So you have to go with that rhythm, and so that because the the show, the performance, the piece of music takes on a life of its own. Yeah, I agree and, with you. And and that's that's what it 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 it's a living, breathing thing, and that is the combination of the piece and and the audience as well. So it's it's a fascinating interaction and. It's always a, a three-way process: the performer, the the content, mm-hmm. and uh, the performance, and and the and the audience. And, and yeah, it's um. And it doesn't matter a, if you are a performer, or if you're a business person, you're still performing. And again, are you in flow? Have you invited people into your rhythm? Mm. You know, are they in the same vibe, the same frequency? Because if they are, they can ride that wave that you're presenting. But if mm. your wave isn't in sync with them, their surfboard is going to fall off somewhere. You know, it's, but, but, it's creating yeah. a rhythm that they want to dance to, so to speak. Mm. And and as a, again, as like as a performer or a business presenter, yeah. and we're talking about business mm-hmm. and and that kind of yes, there's an element of performance in that. Um, the, the, what, what you you have to be in control of that, mm. and and we we get anxious, we get nervous, you know, and I love I love quoting Dame Judy Dench. When people I say, that. I'll get really nervous. And I, I love quite Dame Judi Dench, who describes nerves as the batteries of performance. Yes, my mom and used to say it, the same. Yeah, it's yeah got you it, in tune. Mm, yeah. Energizes the presentation, the performance, yeah. whatever. I mean, the, the word performance is 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 a great analogy, but it's also a bit dangerous in, in the business sense because 
because the the authenticity that comes yes. with you yourself as a presenter, as a business presenter, is different from that of playing an actor, of playing yeah. a character, and playing a character. And I have this continuum. It's called the stylized version of you, which which I've trademarked actually twenty years ago. I hit on this thing. Of course, that's what it is. I've I've never subscribed to the fake it till you make it philosophy. I mean, yeah. I know some people do it works for them, but I don't. But the stylized version of you is is there are degrees of stylization. We do this stuff intuitively. Again, mm -hmm. the intuition. Now, if you're having a, a a chat with a with a business colleague over a coffee in a coffee shop or whatever, there's there's an element of of the you-ness, meaning the 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 the, um, the you that wakes up in the morning, yes. and you or your family or the cat sees. You as yourself. Yeah, you talk about yeah what you did on the weekend. Oh, by the way, let's talk about some work stuff. And so that's there's a casualness about mm -hmm. that, or an informality or semi-formality. Whereas if you are doing talking about the same information and you're doing a presentation to the Minister of Education or whatever, or the or the Prime, you know, you you put a bit more time into it. You 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 formalise it. You think about what you're wearing, all that we'll kind of stuff. Structuralise it, yeah. Mm -hmm. Structuralise it, yes, indeed. Thank you. You prepare it better. So that's at the more towards the other end of the continuum. You still got to be you, yes. and it's got, got to be authentic you. But but there's a and we do as, as I say we do this stuff intuitively. Mm. It, it's like an audio fader. You slide it up along the continuum, depending on the content and the context of where you are. Again, we talk. But about all the time maintaining a you, because Absolutely. you know there are people that are gifted speakers and they can sell an Eskimo or a fridge, right? Mm. And they're really great at the. At presentation but there's mm. a hollowness about them you want yes. that same person that, that's having that cup of coffee with a friend or just talking about something passionate about it that same mm. passion that same drive yes. that same why but mm. obviously delivered in a more structured manner but, mm. but at the it same did. time with the same loving energy of why you're doing it yes. <laughs> because yes. that's what yes. they're going to feel they want to feel what you're saying Absolutely. There's got to be a human connection. And, yeah. and and again, with technology, we're increasingly in danger of losing that humanity. And, and my approach to coaching people in presenting is that that's what people want to see. They want to, they want that human to human contact, irrespective of the of the the, of the, the context or yeah. the medium through yeah. which I mean we're talking now. And yes, we have a human connection, but it's limited to two dimensions in a sense. Yes. Because yes. we're on we're on screen, so how do you build the the humanity or retain the humanity in this kind of interaction? Um, it, it's by how, how you approach the, the the content, how you how you relate to the other person, and how you relate to the screen, to the mm. camera, and mm -hmm. that could, that's a really tricky thing because the camera is is an it's an entirely foreign environment talking to a piece of glass, i.e., yeah. the camera lens. It's just it's totally totally unnatural. Um, so people say, oh, I, I want to feel natural. Well, it's never going to feel natural unless you've been a newsreader for 20 years mm -hmm. and that can feel vaguely natural. But you're talking to a piece of glass. What you're not getting is any that, that feedback. audience feedback. Yeah. Yes, you're not getting any you know, non-verbal, verbal, what are you just not getting it? It's a one-way process. So so I I, I, I um I love quoting Phil Collins who, during my doctoral love research. I love his music too. Yes. Oh, <laughs> it has a musical aspect to it. My, my doctor has a, has a one-third music, to, the second third is something else, and, and the third third is is the, the corporate, the mime and the corporate mm. stuff. Um, but but he, I remember watching an interview with, with him when he talked about the putting out the album Face Value about how it was a very organic process and he, he doesn't like to just work something and work it and work it and work it until mm. it's kind of white bread. He said... Does it reach you? Does it touch you? That's the thing. 
Yes. And it's precisely right. right. You know, whatever, whether it's a business communication, yeah. a presentation, does it reach you? Does it touch you? That's the thing. So we have to make it. We, mm. and, and things like um, the course, I just, I just finished um, doing the, a, a unit on, um, or a component of a unit on, on using teleprompters. And newsreaders can be pretty good at using teleprompters and making it sound conversational. Yeah. Whereas most people, including myself, we, we when we first start using teleprompter, hello, my name is Chris Williams and I'm using a teleprompter. <laughs> and it just goes flat and boring. Yes. So what you have to, I call it rehearsed spontaneity. Uh, you have to build in what, what is apparently spontaneous conversation mm-hmm. and be, bring an active awareness to that whole um, challenging environment. And make sure that what's okay. What's my voice doing? I mean, you've got a great voice, Sarah. You, you, you've got a like a radio kind of voice. You, you're very conscious of, or or it's familiar enough to you now that it's become unconscious. But you, your, um, your cadences and rhythms are very um, appealing to, the, very easy on the ear, lovely to listen to. Most people, when they're reading an auto cue, they don't do that. So flatline, we... flatline, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. And I call it active awareness. I mean, being aware of something is one thing. Being actively aware means you're aware of it and you do something about it. Mm. So the active awareness that you've obviously brought to your context in interviewing people and, and having these conversations is fantastic because you're you're so familiar with it now that you do it as a matter of course. I assume because mm. you've been doing it for a long time and you're very good at it. So for the rest of the human race, we're not so good at it naturally. And and so we need to be conscious of it. So the, the active awareness one brings to that. And, and that active awareness applies to the voice. It applies to the body language. Yes. It applies to how you relate to, whether on stage or on screen, how you relate to the, the device or the people sitting in, in seats watching you and listening to you. <clears throat> Excuse me. So, again, it's, 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 it's the awareness of performance. Yeah. Yeah. The, the, I, I, they talk in the theatre, they talk a lot about naturalism and performance. And I've decided in 40 years of working in the performing arts, there's no such thing as naturalism because you can be sure that if someone is on stage making it look really easy, they're working really, really hard to make it look really easy. And that's that's true of sport. Um, Yes, they've stepped it up. Yeah, you can watch yeah. Roger Federer play tennis mm-hmm. or Kathy Freeman run the, the 400 metres and it looks effortless. Yeah. The reason it looks effortless is because they're working so bloody hard exactly. to make it. Yeah, exactly. and they have done, they have worked so hard and they continue to work really hard. So ne- never, <clears throat> people should never um, assume that it, sh- it, it should be easy. It, no. it, it's it's no. always hard. And it's we always, were actually always talking hard. about this at my show before with Joe Coleman, um, you know, is he's out there he said 20 percent is the performance the part you love you're singing with the mm. audience the audience is feeling it you're feeling what the audience is feeling the 80 percent is the hauling of the equipment up three flights of stairs and then back down again and they used to have these particular synthesizers that weighed like 300 tons and they were <laughs> five foot tall and you know have to haul those up and down and it's like nobody sees that they just see the performance and think they've just woken up gone to the performance <laughs> and have this wonderful life and it's like no, I mean, the reason that he could get up there and make it look so effortless is because of all, and this is something interesting with him, he was a veteran. So he actually fixed airplanes, you know, in, in the Vietnam War. And mm. that di- same discipline and structure he brought into the business of music, the music was the natural thing for him. How mm. to conduct that natural, and that goes back to that why. Why are you doing the business you're doing? Yeah. Who yeah. do you want to yeah. serve? Why this particular arena? 
that's your why that's your passion that's your conviction this is why you mm. want to do it how you're going to do it incorporating the passion yeah. incorporating the longevity and the re resilience and the adaptability into all the things that can go wrong how prepared are you in your structure in order Indeed. to deliver that again absolutely right again it's the active awareness how, how do you how do you make these unconscious processes conscious conscious mm. enough to to make them work yeah okay. yeah the, the, the unconscious doesn't always kind of do it right when there's an audience involved um and and a lot of it's to do with with confidence in fact after being a mime artist for 25 years i thought i'll go back to music i'll get some singing lessons because i hadn't used my voice for 25 years <laughs> when you get some singing lessons and and, and I, I found this wonderful singing teacher and the first day i i the first lesson i walked in and i rather arrogantly said um oh, I, th I think i think singing is probably you know 20 uh, um 80% confidence, 20% technique. And she went, no, 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 no. I thought, oh, God, I've offended her now. She said, it's more 5% technique and 95% confidence. And so that applies, That the, the numbers might vary, but that, that principle applies to presenting, to performance, to anything that, that involves relating to other people in a, in a professional sense. So I was really blown away by that. And I thought, oh, okay. Um, it, it was... It was uh, a real eye opener. So, so what I work on a lot with my clients, and again, we do it intuitively, but but we 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 make the intuitive. There's a conscious. structure to the intuition. <laughs> there, there is, there is, yeah. and 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 one of the things I love about the work that I do, and I just love it. I almost feel guilty taking money for it. Almost. Um, <laughs> Not quite. <laughs> I love I love getting getting funny what makes makes people tick. Yeah, I and, know. And it, yes. it's um it's fascinating because. Because that manifests in how how they physically come across. I mean, how we how our bodies move mm. and carry themselves is an absolute literal translation and reflection of how we're feeling at the time. So if and so if you're feeling lousy, you look lousy. If you're feeling yes. bright and confident, you look bright and confident because your body carries that and and manifests that. So, but you can work it the other way as well. If you can tweak the body language, that can actually feed into build mm. building the confidence. It's a remarkable thing, and I've learned this for over you know twenty years of doing it. It's remarkable how you, if you tweak the, the body language and how how one carries oneself, that can really lift one's confidence. And it's a self cycling thing. The, the more confident you you look, the more confident you feel. Yeah. Therefore, the more confident you look, and it's fantastic. Whether that's on screen or on stage, I mean, it manifests yeah. more or in real life or anywhere really. Yeah, that we, see, we see the full full body, but but on. I mean, on screen, and we're we're talking now, and we're essentially in what's called an MCU, medium close up. So I'm I'm moving my hands around. You know, when I'm doing mime, I have to be very conscious of not just throwing my hands around randomly. Um, but when we're on screen, even though we can't see the hands, they're out of frame. It's really important that you keep moving. If you're someone who gestures, it's yes. really important that you keep gesturing and keep moving because it it brightens the it, it activates the body, yeah. it activates the it activates the voice as yes. well, which is a remarkable thing. Yeah, and, I, I have and a lot of people that are first timers. You know, I call virgin mm -hmm. podcasters, and we've had this conversation, and they're all relaxed, and then it's like I'm into my intro, and suddenly they're like this, yes. you know, yes. and it's and it's yes. my job to make them feel at ease. 
All right, mm. to bring them out. And if I'm doing my job right within a few minutes, they've relaxed, they're into the conversation, and now you're seeing them for who they are. So, you know, if you're listening to podcasts, folks, get sometimes you can feel this person mm. maybe is not quite in it. Give them a bit of time. They'll loosen up, right? <laughs> they, you know, at first they're just like, oh, that's action. <laughs> you know, and then they realize, oh, no, it's a conversation, you know. <laughs> and, yes, I talk with my hands. The only stupid thing is, is on Zoom, the hand keeps coming up. <laughs> Yes, I need to keep gesturing, but if I'm gesturing in front of my face, it's, it's going to be distracting. I have, so I have to tell you the story. I was working with with a bunch of, of 50-year-old blokes, with the capital B blokes up in Mount Arthur, uh, and, and there was one woman, in the, and these are all blokes, you know, sitting there with their high-vis, yeah. um, going, what's this crap about? Yeah. Uh, talking about communication. And, <laughs> and there's one woman. Um, in in amongst all these blokes, who was very accomplished at what she did. I've, I can't remember exactly what she did, but she was there there because she was really good at her job. And and she was, especially compared to all the big <laughs> blokes, she was fairly slightly built, and she was small, and and she was she was sitting, um, literally sitting on her hands, and and which made her smaller because it drew the shoulders in and made her look really small. And after a while, I said, "Why why do you sit like that?" And and she said, oh, because I originally trained as a teacher, and I was told, never never use your hands to gesture because it distracts from the message. So she literally sat on her hands for hands for twenty seven years, wow. not not gesturing. And I went, never ever do that again, no. because, and all of a sudden she allowed herself to move, and the the voice became brighter, the all body right. just lifted, and it was just an extraordinary the extension thing. Extension of that, her voice, right? Yeah. yeah. One piece of bad advice, yes. twenty-seven years previously, wow. mm. um, had had affected her 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 presence, her physical mm. presence, and so and it was such a liberating thing. Yeah. And that's why, so, sometimes, very often, the reason we we do things or don't do things is because of a, a particular bit of advice from someone who should know or or maybe has been ill-informed themselves. But but that piece of advice, you know, grew into this massive. Um, problem in a sense I mean, people always been, yeah you know like it, it's yes i mean god I mean, i've been doing this um 11 and three quarter years now over 10 years with my own network and and mm. i've interviewed a numerous amount of people and it's all you know it, it's i mean when i'm interviewed and i'm asked questions um i actually don't always remember what i've said and and it's you know can you repeat that no (laughs) but there's enough structure behind me to know that what I am saying isn't too out of far field right because there's always a baseline of what I'm going to say is always from that baseline but I think one of the problems is is that we allow people no you can't do it that way I mean how many times have people told me I've got to podcast this way I've got to do it this way got to do it Mm. that way and you know why don't you do it like Oprah why don't you do it like this person that's because they're taken I'm doing absolutely. it like Sarah, right? no, and, and you can not. listen or not listen. I won't be offended, no. but all I know mm. how to be is Sarah, right? And it's, that's the thing is don't be afraid to be yourself because quite honestly, before anybody buys from you or wants to mm. listen to you, they want to know they see you. They want to know you, mm. right? They've got to buy you. <laughs> absolutely. D- d- does, it, does it reach them? Does it touch them? Do yes. you reach yes. Do you touch them? And you're absolutely right. And it's so 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 the authentic the authentic version of you, even if it's a stylized version of you, the authentic version of you mm-hmm. is what we respond to or not. Yes. And and you can't you can't assume that everyone's going to we, we can't assume everyone's no. going to like. 
Um, it's not one size it, fits all. No, no, absolutely right. And so the, the, the formulaic kind of approach to, to things and, and here's your script, here's what you say. Um, sorry, it doesn't work for me. I need to have a conversation. I need to have a, 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 a personal slash professional. I need to have a relationship with this person before I know, A, if I can work with them and B, if they can work with me. Yes. And, and yes. if we can work together. Because, and and the, 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 the level of trust that's involved mm. in the work that you and I do, the level of trust that's involved that one has to ensure is there right from the very start. That's a very, very delicate thing. It's a it's a delicate flower that needs to be nurtured. But responsibility for it because you're asking people to be Absolutely. vulnerable. Absolutely. And, the and, greatest gift to them yes. is, is to feel comfortable enough to be vulnerable, which is a greatest respect to us because we've, we've they trust us with that. But at the same time, we've got to also know their boundaries of how how far we can push and how much we can bring out in and that they feel comfortable in that vulnerability absolutely and it's only that vulnerability and allowing that to to be visible that allows us to do our work yes. because until you know because there's barriers and and screens and 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 reinforced iron mesh in, in between all of us but un, until that comes down we we don't know we can't really do our work properly. Yes, you can do surface kind of work, but until you know what makes some makes someone tick and why their 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 physicality is manifesting in the way that it is, or their voice, or whatever, or the way they come across, until you work out why, then you can't really yes. deal with the the, the how to mend, tweak, fix, whatever. Um, and I mean, there are some people who who are you know just by f force of personality are really engaging presenters. Yes. Maybe not technically good, but that just they they have yeah. a personality that that yeah, you have to listen to that Presence, you one is compelled yeah. to listen to them. Not all of us are like that. And so we have to find ways of 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 manifesting who we are with honesty and openness mm -hmm. and and control at the same time and vulnerability because we have to be vulnerable as well as as the coaches. So so it's it's a it's a very very personal interaction and relationship that that we have even via a screen yeah even via a screen so <clears throat> again that's that's why I love the work that I do because yeah. it's, it's finding out about what an intriguing thing what an intriguing background you have how how did you arrive at this point you know that those kind of stories are fascinating they're just fascinating things and, and um yeah. i think that's what kind of is a driving force isn't it you know is it you know my network is called self-discovery wisdom we've all got wisdom inside of it how do we discover that how do we mm. you know allow it and and i think you know it's having that sense of wonderment that keeps us going you know that keeps mm. us always intrigued to want to know more but you know really it doesn't matter what business you're in today there is no hiding behind the camera you've got to get out no. in front of that camera somewhere along the line whether it's Absolutely. just doing some youtube to present what you're doing or whether you are being interviewed um whether you're having to get up and present something in front of people there's mm. going to be a camera on you and it's like Absolutely. don't fear the camera if you are feeling comfortable with who you are all you're doing mm. is learning a technique and how to present yourself all it is is taking the essence of you and all that you have to give and mm. putting it into a format that once it's action you know how to do Absolutely, you're absolutely right. And and again, I come back to the term active awareness. It's being actively aware of what you just said. It's through it's it's it's, it's technique. It's a camera. Oh yeah. So I have to do X Y Z to make sure that I'm I'm engaging through that that yeah. 
um, dehumanizing advice. Uh, <laughs> not advice, dehumanizing <laughs> device. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a mime artist, you know, you never let a mime artist <laughs> when you can't shut them up. Um, so so um, it, it's it, it, the, the, it always comes back to the humanity. Yes. It always comes back to the deeply We're humanity. hungry for that. We are Absolutely. hungry for that. And anything that we do, we want to know we're being spoken to, not at. Yes, yes, indeed. Right? indeed. And, and, and not... And not assumptions made about about right. who we are, what we do, and what we know or don't know. Right. Um, so it, it's it's a it's a very it's a very delicate um, interaction. I mean, I have a background in engineering. Yeah, mm-hmm. you can't get less <laughs> personal than engineering in a sense. <clears throat> so when I coach engineers, I can I can relate to them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I understand that they're very, very, very skilled at what they do. They, you know, the, the roads we drive and the bridges we drive across right. the stuff when we drive across them, all those things are super important. But but they're engineers, and I'm, I'm generalising, I'm not a psychologist, I wouldn't bloody know, but engineers are typically really pretty ordinary at communicating right. what they do right. because they're so passionate <laughs> about what they do, but it's so technical. Yes. And that, and that applies to IT people as well, not yeah. just engineers. Um, so, so fi- finding the humanity within that, yes, within that that technical person is is a is a, a great challenge. I love it. I love the yeah. challenge. I love finding out what what it is about about that that about this person that makes them. And then you find out that that on the side they volunteer for Meals on Wheels or yes. something like that. And fantastic. You go, oh, okay. That's that's another side of your personality that I need to know about because then I know how to utilize that and how you can utilize that to enhance your professional mm. communication. I think that, you know, one of the things that we get lost on is we identify people by what they're doing, not mm. by what who they are or what they're being. Indeed. Like, Indeed. Yeah. You know, yeah. be the person doing what you're doing, not mm. doing the being. And I think, you know, my, my son-in-law is an engineer, but he's right. also a graphic artist and he's incredibly good. <laughs> he designed my book cover and and he's uh, I I can go to him with any tech problem but also when we get into the creative source in fact actually he's going to set it up that I'm actually going to interview AI which I'm rather intrigued to find wow. out <laughs> I'm looking forward to that one. and we talk tech when my daughter is not interested at all but we can talk tech but we're talking tech from a creative point of view mm. <laughs> the mm. application of tech and how it can cause advancements uh, not take things away not be the devil's advocate but you know the creative side of things of how mm. we can use mm. it as a tool right yeah. as all these things are to actually enhance and make things better and I, and I think because of his engineering mind, he's able to look at the artistry in a way, which probably like yourself, that can bring about the building blocks in order for that mm. artistry to really grow. Indeed. Absolutely. It's, it's how it's manifested. <clears throat> the, the, you know, the, art, art has to be built you know, by, yes. by an engineer. I mean, when I, when I, I used to say when I was designing sets for, for, for television or theatre, <clears throat> you know, Someone once said, "Oh, is is your engineering background a, a disadvantage?" I went, "No, quite the opposite." Yes. Because when I design a set, I know a that it can be built, yes. Uh, and b that that it that it, it won't fall apart halfway through the through the run, and c that it's going to fit through the stage doors. You'd yes. be astounded at how many times sets yeah. of design are built and, and they don't fit in the theatre or the, the studio or whatever. So there's a practical aspect to the to the art that I do in whatever content, whether it's engineer, whether it's um design or or, or performance. There's always a technical aspect. There has to be. I mean, yes. it, it, it's 
performing and and presenting it's like two halves of the brain mm. there's, there's a yes you're playing if you're on stage you're playing a character so you've got to be in that character but at the same time you, the other half of your brain's going am i standing in the light i'll hold that moment a little bit longer for that yeah. that particular audience yeah there's a conscious process happening all of the time as well as the the, the character kind of um being depicted so so, so it's <clears throat> the, 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 it's the yin and the yang. It's it's the balance between yeah. the the aesthetic and the, and the practical. It's knowing your format, like my mother was a stage actress. So on the stage, you're projecting, right? In the radio, <laughs> you're bringing it down. On mm. video, the, there's a different form of emphasis because now it is actually your body is speaking, but you don't want the actress over body, right? It's how no. does your body no. speak along with your voice, which is a little of a kind of a bit of a radio voice, not mm. the stage voice, but the, you need a bit of the body, but not the full stage body. And it's just, Absolutely. you know, how to actually manifest that. Now, once you've got to know the technique and you're comfortable with it, now mm. that can just be applied to the passion of what you're doing Absolutely. and now you've got something that you feel comfortable in being mm. that other people are going to really feel your message indeed it's it's almost the vehicle for the passion yeah. to be delivered really yes. Yes. and i mean one of the things i do when i'm working with with people it like i was a few weeks ago i was working with a group of 15 people in a, in a company the staff and the, and the business owners and and one of the things i like doing in that context because we're sitting around it you know, for two days and they will have glasses of water in front of them. One of the things I love doing is to make them in super slow motion. Mm. Just pick up a glass of water and have a sip. And, and they all go too fast. No, 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 too fast. It's a super, super, super slow motion. And what that does is it makes a very unconscious process that we yes. do all the time, makes it absolutely conscious because you have to move so slowly to, you know, obviously you they've got a spoil. Swallow at the right speed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> You're being very deliberate. You're absolutely right. Yeah. You're being absolutely deli deliberate. And and that makes you think about well, what is it that you're doing? Because in a meeting, um, if you if you um people read body language, yeah. Someone said to me, Oh, people, you know, body language, uh, yeah, you're a my mind, so you, you do that. We all read body language. Yes. All we do. the time. We, we can know when people are feel put off or where we're inviting yeah it's subliminal I mean, we don't realize where we're, we're, we're reading we don't it realize. i happen to do it as a career so yes it's got to yes. be conscious um but but we all do it all the time i, I refuse to believe that a hundred years of technology have mm. negated a million years of evolution yeah yes. we are animal species that we, we read body language all the time mm -hmm. and so uh, so i make them do the slow motion thing to to make them conscious of of how they how they take a sip of water with a quick gulp yeah. or a slow considered sip tells the other people in the room how they're feeling at the time mm. and, and often you'll find that this is a very subtle uh, delicate um kind of example but often you find when someone speaks in a meeting they immediately take a quick sip of water straight after because yeah. they're anxious and the throat's yeah. dry and sort of stuff so my advice is I'll just hold off for a moment and then do it in a choreographed way and do it slowly yeah. because otherwise you're you're telling people that you've just said something and you're really uncomfortable about saying it or whatever or anxious or nervous whatever i mean that's just one small example yes take take the pause take, <laughs> yes, take, take the pause, the pause. 
have that sip so of water, I'm, let them digest it, and now you're ready for the next bit. <laughs> indeed. It's 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 choreography. Mm. It's it's just choreography. And that sounds a bit a bit sort of, you know, if I can use the word wanky. <clears throat> um no, but it's what we it, all but do, it, but we don't know we're doing it. We don't know we're doing it, absolutely. And and in fact I I quote um because you don't live in Australia, you probably don't know who Barry Jones is, but he used to be a quiz master many decades ago on television. He was a genius. And he's got like three PhDs and all he became a politician eventually. But he, he once said Australia, <laughs> Australia, he said, Australia is the only country in the world where being called intellectuals an insult. Uh, and <laughs> so when, you know, in, in my context, because I, I have the word DR in front of my name because I'm, I've got a doctorate, I'm, I can legitimately call myself Dr. Chris Willems, um, the, the, the business world can be quite suspicious of that or quite sceptical about that. Yeah. Just so they're, they're quite, they can be quite sceptical about the academic, the theory, the, the theoretical, um, and they can equally be quite sceptical about someone in the arts mm-hmm. <laughs> in Australia. And you'll have to excuse the expression that yeah, the arty wanker and there's the academic wanker, both of which boxes I tick. Uh, <laughs> but capital but W a, there, huh? <laughs> but it's it's applying. You know, a delicate way of putting it. It's the word starts with. Uh, it's a word. It's anchor that starts with a W. Mm-hmm. Um, but but it's. It, it, there's a, a delicate balance to be struck between between the credibility that 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 brings the genuine credibility that, that, that those those backgrounds bring, and and applying that to a an, a, a practical context. You know, balancing the, the the you've got to make the 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 academic functional and the functional academic or the the theory functional and the functional yeah. theoretically valid. So and that's that's really been my career for the last. 20 something years in, did you in doing ever that. see um trevor noah's um who's a, a comedian here um south african actually he's half black half white so he was born a crime a brilliant right. young comedian who just has the ability to be so well balanced and see things from both sides and he ran the daily show for six years here and um, but right. he did a wonderful skit on um obama meeting um oh god not Trump. Nelson Mandela. Oh, right. right? And so the whole skit is like Nelson Mandela getting Obama to talk slower and more deliberately. And it is hilarious, absolutely hilarious. But you can't listen to Obama after that and the deliberate (laughs) way that he speaks without thinking about that skit, you know. (laughs) And and, and two two of the best presenters on the planet ever. Yeah. Nelson Mandela. And and Barack Obama, the yeah. considered, the considered way, and it's all genuine. Yes, the, you know, particularly Mandela. Yeah. Given given his, well, I was talking to some discussing his him just the other day. Twenty seven years of being in prison. Yes. Yeah. That, that gives I was you actually cons- on that island at an event when he was there. Oh wow! <laughs> but the 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 the, the considered depth, the depth of of consideration yeah. of thought behind every word he every syllable he chose um obama you know the context is quite different with with mm. obama but what what a great orator he is and 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 again the, the there's a there's a, a stature mm. that those people have. there's a kind yeah. of stature that that is that's it comes from the their manifest their physical manifestation of of how they come across and the vocal manifestation of, of what they say and how they say it and and the depth of what they say 
the it's, rhythm it's, and it's the pause. Rhythm and the pause, and yeah. and you know, I, I I'm really bad at taking my own advice. In mime, this this is you know I always say the less you do, the more powerful it is. Yes. When I start talking, I babble on, and 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 I have to stop. I have to make myself stop. We'll get people such as yourself to say, Chris, shut up for a moment. <laughs> I just jump in. <laughs> never, never, never let a mime artist start talking. You can't shut them up, and they talk too fast. So. So the but the, the equivalent and, and I say it to my clients all the time, the less you do, the more powerful it is. So stillness is much more powerful than movement. Point. Just like pause is indeed is much more powerful than continuous um talking because we stop listening. We stop yes. listening because we're being bombarded with words all the time. Well, and it's so- it's setting the stage, isn't it? You know, when you listen to and actually, I mean, I really would highly recommend listening to Trevor No, even on his past shows of the Daily Show, which they're all up on, and uh, Comedy Central. Um, it, he had a wonderful way of interviewing, but it was those moments in between where he would talk about some event that's going on, and the poor guy, mm. unfortunately, just had Trump still stuff no. the whole time and I think that's the reason why he finally left is I just can't make a joke about this guy anymore you know and you know it's enough is enough you know but he is the a beautiful way the way he could take a subject and bring about in such a beautiful profound and yes the way he spoke it was mm. deliberate it was balanced it wasn't mm. attacking but at the same time it brought about a different point of view and in a way that people stop laughing and start listening and he has, he's a young man with such artistry. His book is fantastic. And he was interviewed by Jay Shetty, you know, the the um, mental guru. And I have to say that Trevor took that that one. I mean, like the profoundness and everything that's there. Because mm. we listen. I remember the first time I listened to Obama. I didn't even know anything about him. And I heard him speak. And I thought, this man's got my attention. Yes, absolutely. Be- because he doesn't keep talking. Because yeah. he's he's quiet. He, he allows us in. Yes. To, he invites us into the conversation. To digest. And yeah, to digest. To digest what he's saying and then hungry for the next bit. Yeah. Absolutely. Engaged. Absolutely. And and yes. when you when you're when one is presenting and and the the adrenaline's pumping through, especially in the live situation, um, it's really hard to do that. Yeah. Because because the adrenaline makes us think we're going at a really reasonable speed, but we're going ten times faster than I we know. think we are. I, and I'm, going I, to I, probably, yeah. I probably do that because I'm in so in flow, and I think it's just a question: of oh. which wind is behind me at the time? <laughs> no, 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 no. You, you, you know, again, you, because you've been doing this and you're familiar with the medium that in which you're working, it's great because the pace you've got to strike a balance between the between pace and pause, and mm. and also just feeding information and keeping talking because if you don't keep talking, people stop yeah, listening. Exactly. <laughs> so, yes. Yes, indeed. So, so. So again, I, I come back to the active awareness, the consciousness of what we do, and making it as engaging as possible. When one is presenting, one needs to be conscious of stopping. Just yes. stop, and and allow the, the words to settle. Allow the 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 the, the picture to settle. The picture of the, of the body language to settle. Stillness is much more powerful than movement. Stop. Just stop, and wait. For in, in, I had this expression with, that I use with clients, like when when they they rehearse getting up to the to a podium to to start speaking, make them wait, make them wait, make them wait, just make them wait for a moment until you're ready. Because I've I've had 
instances where where presenters are so nervous they they started speaking before they even got to the podium and the microphone <laughs> they want to get out and done as soon as possible and i can understand that because and i mean when i was performing as doing solo shows virtually every performance and i did hundreds of them virtually every performance i'll be standing on stage going why do i do this i hate doing this i'm so get so nervous why do i do this and then you, you know, the, the, you the, the pre it, yeah. and you step on stage and go, Ta-da! exactly. And, and then an hour later, you're getting a standing ovation. You go, that's why I do it because it feels yeah, exactly. really good. <laughs> what I do and, when I do do actual physical guest speaking, um, I have to feel my energy of the audience. So oh, what, what I do yeah. is, hi, have you, do you mind all of you if you just either stand up? If you can't stand up, but that's fine. But I want everyone to take a few deep breaths. Yes. Right. Yes. Indeed. Okay. Are yeah. we all feeling good? Have we left? Have we left the last hour behind? Mm. Right. Mm. And very often, I may have bullet points of what I want to talk about, but very often, I, I actually let the audience tell me what I need to talk about. Wow. You know, that's lovely. It's yeah. I can't. You know, I've had people. No, you've got to say this. You've got, and this is what I think probably can't do a TED talk because they want you to say exactly what the piece of paper is, and mm. and mm. I mm. couldn't do that because I am going to go with what the the wisdom has telling me to go (laughs) and the content you know that the the baseline of what I was going to say is there but how I'm going to say it is depending up Mm. to my audience and I think that is trust your feel right you know what you want to say you know what you want to get across but let Mm. that audience's energy guide you sometimes in the rhythm of how you do it Mm. Mm, indeed, indeed, and that's, that's what a lovely thing to do—to essentially in, invite invite the audience into to a, a conversation. Yes, a conversation, and that's actually something and, I like to do. Is after the talk is have question answer period and not just absolutely. go off grandstanding. I love that engagement, right? Mm, yeah, indeed. I know it's it's great because that's when that's when the genuine conversations yes. happen because yes. people are interested to know more. They they want yeah. want to know that bit of detail. Yeah. Well, how did you do? Why did you yeah. say that? Mm. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, and that's that's true engagement, mm. uh, and 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 that that works well on on screen as well. Yes. I mean, I did ran a webinar just the other day, and at the end of it, there was a Q and A. I went, oh, this feels really good because people you're having a, a in in a very one way kind of context. Mm. I on screen, you're having a two way conversation, yes. and that makes it like we're doing now. So it's it makes it all the more human, and it's the humanness that yes. we need to retain in all of our professional interactions, and and increasingly. Because we're fighting, we're fighting the 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 vehicle of technology is great, but we're fighting the dehumanizing effect of that of technology. It. And that's up to us. It's up to us. Yeah. We can take this technology as a tool and keep it humanized, or we can give it mm. and let it take over. That is our choice. But mm, at the same indeed. time, we've got to understand no matter what business we're doing, there's generally somebody else out there doing it. Absolutely. Now, why why do people want to come to you? Not because you're bigger and better and can faster and this and that. It's because mm-hmm. you're you. Yes, absolutely. Couldn't agree more. It, and and it's it's again, it comes down to human to human contact. Yes. Because we respond irrespective of the technology, we respond to the other human being at the on the, the at the other side of the table or at the other side of the camera lens. Yeah. That's that's who we respond to or not, depending on who they are and and and, and connection. You know, it's about connection. It's about it human connection. Absolutely. Yes. We want um, to feel that person has talked to us, all right? Yes. And we want yes. to feel that we're heard in what they're saying. And if you're talking to a client, are you just selling and pitching or are you mm. listening to what they need? Indeed. Indeed. And and, and solving their problem for them or yes. with them. 
and, and it's, it's always it's always a collaborative process. It's yes. always a with not a, not I will solve your problem. Yeah. What's your problem? What's your what's your challenge? Yes. Let's work together to work out how to a define it and b address it and c solve it. Hopefully, there is and, always and, a solution. Let's find it together. Yes, absolutely, and, and sort of it's the unique solution yes. for that person. Yes, and, and there's the no point. one size fits all again, right? And the, that well, comes again down to your business. How flexible are you in your business to be adaptable yeah. to each of your clientele? Indeed, and and that's why I only have five clients at a time mm. uh, in any one cohort because that allows me to work with each of those clients to the extent that that they deserve. And, yes. and and we can establish that relationship. If a relationship, if I'm working with a thousand people, there's a limit to how personal you can be with a thousand people, or even a hundred. You know, working with fifteen a few weeks ago um, was over two days, and holding them for two days, that was an interesting challenge. And and yet, and so so the depth of of the relationship with each person is not quite as deep as one to one. However, within that context, you can still yes. build in an awful lot of personal engagement. Um, with with each of those 15 people, with each yeah. of them. Because you Ranging have actually from... no idea with each of those 15 people of how mm. they expand, how they connect, and how the beautiful matrix Absolutely. that comes out of that, right? Yeah. And again, Absolutely. back to the allow. Don't dictate how it should be. Present no, how you see it, and then mm. allow it to take on a life of its own. Indeed. Well, and and in that context, I mean, you know, with fifteen people, two of which, two of whom were were, were the owners of the business, right, and, and the rest were staff down to the sort of the receptionist, and and you go, well, okay, how do we how do we balance? How do we get 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 across all of those different levels of responsibility and authority? And how do we um, listen to everybody and equally? And and how do they listen to yeah. each other? Yes. Yeah, is is someone who the salesperson going to be intimidated by the fact that the the, the business owner is sitting there listening yeah. to to what they're saying and how they're saying it? That's so the vulnerability. Finding, yeah, vulnerability, absolutely. Yeah. But but we, I was delighted in this case to be able to even everybody out. So mm. so the business owner felt part one of the troops. And, and the others felt heard. The yeah. yeah, and yeah. so so they they were all vulnerable, and and you know that's one of the as we talked about before, one of the skills in doing what we do is to allow the vulnerability to yes. manifest. We don't. There's no. You can't drag it out of people. No. You do create the circumstances and the relationship through which that that vulnerability can be manifested, and and people feel it's comfortable enough to to share that vulnerability. Safe, safe place. place. Very right. Why place. do people fear vulnerability? Because of fear itself. What are you going to do with it? Are you going to manipulate? Am I, am, am I, am I putting myself over at exposure? If you give them a safe place, and that very often is you sharing your vulnerability, for Absolutely. them to go, okay, yes. I, you know, you've just revealed your mm. your vulnerability. I guess mm. I can put a step forward, and then yes. that trust factor builds up. This is a safe place. Right. Absolutely. And that takes yeah. sometimes a little bit of time, but but it most certainly is what's how do you present it in a way where you are inviting enough? I always mm. say inspiration forgets begets invitation. When you inspire <laughs> someone, the invitation is there. Yes, right? indeed. What you yeah. do with that invitation is up to you, but that invitation is there because of the inspiration. Mm. And if they mm. feel I'm inspired by who you are and what you do and how you do it, mm. and I want mm. to take that step into Finding that safe place where I feel I can be vulnerable. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. And and because of the work that you do in this context, you you are obviously very skilled at doing that. 
you're obviously very skilled at at creating that safe place where people such as myself, your guests, can feel like they can open up and expose their own vulnerabilities to you. And that that's a fantastic skill to have. And that's why you're so good at what you do. Yeah, you know, because you. you have you have that sensitivity and and you you allow us you allow us to be open and vulnerable and and that's a, a fantastic skill. Not everyone can do that. In but fact, that's a gift a to everybody else. Your vulnerability, your honesty, your you know your own idiosyncrasies that have happened mm. along the way shows other people. Yes, you can be successful at what you do. And, and still be vulnerable or still be quirky or still yeah. have battles and challenges along the ways. I'm human. This is my achievement. That's right. I'm human. That's, that's, the, that's the core of it. I'm yeah. human. And, and again, you know, I refuse to believe that 100 years of technology have negated the humanness yeah. of, of a million years of evolution. We, we are human beings. We're a human species. And, and we, we need to relate. And that's becoming more and more um apparent evident thank you post-covid where where i've been going to uh, chambers of commerce meetings and and a few things like that just now that you know it's it's near the end of the year and so there's there's all sorts of functions happening Mm -hmm. and you go along to those and you can you can feel it's it's Mm -hmm. palpable in the room the relief of people being able to talk to each other across the table again and which is because i coach people in presenting to camera yes i know (laughs) but i'm very very conscious of how important it is to to whenever possible to make those meetings person to person face to face and the things that comfortability of face to face bring that to the camera yes bring it to the camera right well, indeed, I met someone at a function the other day, and 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 I, for a moment, I didn't recognise. Right? Oh, I said I, I didn't recognise you in three dimensions because I've only <laughs> had, 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 had Zoom meetings with her. And there's a slight difference, you know. We can vaguely recognise, but seeing people in three dimensions is so important. It's so important um, th- that we we have to we have to um, remind ourselves from time to time how important that is and it's very easy especially as a small business owner it's very easy to become isolated and 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 isolate and deliberately isolate oneself as well because it feels safer but we have to get out there we have to engage with people um, because it's a human to human business and and all businesses are human to human ultimately business is about two people talking to each other that's that's pretty much it when you when you trip over your power lead and the all the technology fails what's left two people talking to each other that's exactly. it exactly and you know I- um, I'm generally seven hours a day doing this, interviewing people everywhere, pre-interviewing. You know, sometimes somebody would say to me, can we just have a conversation? Right? <laughs> and, and, you know, the beautiful thing is, is actually when I've actually physically met people I've interviewed, there is mm. no different feeling. We've got each yeah. other's signature. All we're doing now is in the flesh, right? Yeah. And it's That's like, right. if this is the only way that you can do it, and for me, this is obviously my platform. And just from COVID, I'm also in the midst of, moving to a different city um in the next few months and i'm looking after grandchildren and all of that type of thing as well so my life has kind of been rather consumed by everything but that was something i had to be aware of that Mm. i I was becoming way too much online and that was becoming my community which is great i love it i get to meet people from all over the Mm. world they're absolutely absolutely. wonderful but i've got to remember the physical Yes. The, the physical interactions as well, because they leave you with a different, you know, just a different flavor. That's really mm. good. And we all yeah. need, you know, I sleep with a teddy bear for Christ's sake. I like to hug something. <laughs> <laughs> I miss hugging something. I've just had two days of hugging my grandchildren. They're probably relieved <laughs> grandma's gone. <laughs> Isn't that fantastic? <laughs> 
<clears throat> yes, and I think, it, you know, it, get, get Real isn't, you know, this whole, I think, line, I think this is something that COVID did, actually, because we went so much online. And I think mm. one of the problems with, with it is that in this professionalism, we used to have this professionalism. And now yes. we really want, yes, bring your professionalism, but be organic in a way that I can relate to you, that I would mm. actually look at you and want to have a cup of coffee with you. I'd want to connect yeah. with you. That's the important thing, it's which I know that you've got to rush off to to somewhere to no, do no, a presentation. No, no you're okay. No, good, I'm, good. I'm enjoying this too much. Um, okay. <laughs> the, the, you're absolutely right, and the word that occurs to me is personalism, uh, because mm -hmm. because we need to, the professionalism. Yes, absolutely yes. needs to be, but the personalism that that's wrapped in. Yes. Um, is is so important uh, to to to. Keep relationships ticking. Yeah. Business about relationships, so we can't get away from. It. I don't want to get away from it. It's it's a it's a such an obvious thing. And again, we go back to yes, technology is great, but um, it how can do you, be. How a do barrier. you be that in 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 every aspect? And I think you know, the same thing you're talking about being on the camera, being that authentic self in in mm. a professional manner. Um, that mm. goes across the board in your social media. That goes across the board. You know, I look at people's websites. Is it a reflection of who they are? I'm going, oh, oh somebody else has done that website. It does not represent you. I don't see no. any flavor of you in there, right? And it's, Indeed. There was an interesting thing of somebody telling me that she was interacting with this person online, you know, through social media, and she finally got to meet them. And they said, I don't know who the hell you are. It was the assistant she was talking to the whole time. You know, and yeah. what does that do? You know, it's yes, you can hire people to do a certain amount of posting and a certain amount of that. But when it comes to interaction, folks, I will say I take an hour a day, an hour yeah. a day on my social media is interacting, wishing people happy birthday. And this is part of my business day, yeah. that personal yeah. interaction. And because we can make this cyber world interactive and have relationships with it if we can't meet physically in person, but please don't bring a facade to people no, and no, then indeed. expect people then when they actually do meet you or kind of then have an interaction with you that, hang on, you're not the mm. same person. It's very interesting. I had the reverse experience for quite recently. I met someone at a, at a business function and she's a lovely, lovely lady did marketing stuff and, and um, we were having a conversation and then, it turned out, I assume she was from, from Brisbane, where I lived, but she was from Perth, WA, West Australia. And and um, and I, I ended up going, she happened to be in Brisbane and came to this function. She was a lovely human being with, with a, a fantastic personality. I eventually went to her website. There was this video that she'd done that was really not very good at all. Not not. I'm not talking technical. I'm talking her the personality yeah. that yes. she has was not coming across. Did not and compute. I, <laughs> and so, I, you know, I'm always very, very cautious about doing this because it, it feels like I'm just sort of fishing for work and stuff. And I, I had a genuine interest in finding out why. And, and I said, oh, look, I, so I rang her up and I said, look, I had a look at your website and, and the, the video. She said, oh, yeah, I just did it in a real hurry and, and it's awful, I know. But the point is it's up there. Yes. So the, the first impression that people are getting yes. is one that's not her at all. It's, it's not your invitation, darling. It's a deterrent. <laughs> <laughs> and, and people don't know you did it in a hurry. They don't yeah. care. Mm -hmm. Don't do either. You take it down. Don't do it. Redo it. Just redo it, mm -hmm. and and take a little bit more time to do it, and make sure your personality actually comes across because you're yes. doing yourself a serious disservice. Yeah. yeah. Because the, what we're seeing, our first impression of you via your website, is 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 
not, doesn't reflect the, the the vivacious, engaging personality that you are. Right. Um, and so, uh, yeah, it was it was kind of yeah, it was a bit of a, 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 an it could awkward be moment. It could be off-putting yes. for people, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the yeah. same aspect, though, is that you have somebody who puts up something very professional and they've had hmm. somebody kind of, you know, uh, direct it and it looks like a little mini it's movie. Right? Yeah, yes. right. And then, then you actually kind of get to kind of meet them and go, huh? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, I don't know how to relate to this person because it's not the same as that person or that person is nowhere near the person you really are. Why are you not being yourself? Yes, yes, indeed, and but it's got to be the stylized version of you. It's got to be, you know, it's yes. not not going to be the wakes yeah. up in the morning yeah. and you or your family or the cat sees. Yes, that's there's got to be an element of that, but it's got to be the the professional or what did I say? The personalism yes. version. Of, I like that. Of the professional you. Yeah. So do well, I might use that one. Yeah, um, yeah, you've got to remember that one. <laughs> you see, that's you got, you, if you meet somebody, I mean, I, well, I go out. My makeup is on, even if I'm going to the grocery store, because you never know who you're going to meet. And I'm always handing out my cards. I'm always talking to people about podcasts. And it's just because I'm always conversing with people. I could stand, you know, somewhere completely in the dark. Somebody will come and talk to me. It's just just the way it is, right? Yeah, that's great. You never know who you're going to meet when. And that means if you're having to put on a business face now, it's like uh, uh, in concurrent, you know, it is people being able to meet you authentically who you are at all times. Now, I could be friendly and outgoing and this and that. It's a slightly different to when I'm putting on the professional hat. But the person underneath the hat must be the same. Absolutely. It's it's a stylized version of you, but it's yeah. got to be you. So yes. you slide up and down the, the, the audio fade yeah. along the continuum to determine preferably before the event if you have the chance to work out okay which which of what's what balance of stuff um, is important for this particular yes. presentation or meeting or or inter- interaction or whatever so it, it's and it's again we there's a consciousness about that an active awareness a consciousness that we we bring and need to bring to that the professionalism to to maintain the personalism with within the yeah. within the professionalism as well, and and because that's that's who we relate to, and just going back to something we were talking about before about research and art, and and the journey takes you to unexpected places, and you you know mm. do slight detours, you come to the gravitational pull. <clears throat> this conversation has been fantastic. This conversation has taken me to places that that I didn't expect to go. Um, and and that's it's a it's a live, active conversation, yeah. and it's a it's a it's a live, active, professional and personal interaction, even via the two dimensionality of of the screen, and that's and it, this this conversation has highlighted yet again, yet again how important the personal is mm. in within the professional. Um, so it's it, you know being open to going places you weren't expecting. Yes. It's a really, really important thing. I want, to add to, I want to add to that too, though. I've had things go wrong. Mm. Right? I, I had, fortunately, a mother of 15 children, and I had a chronic asthma attack in the middle of it, like gasping for breath. And I'd never seen myself have an asthma attack before. So actually seeing myself on camera was triply oh. scary. And she's just going, it's all right, dear. It's okay, dear. Calm down. I'll wait here. And I'm you know, doing all of this. Of course, I cut that out. But of course, <laughs> I come back afterwards with a very hoarse voice. And the thing is, people say to you, are you going to edit this? Are you going to edit that? And I go, no. 
No, I edit no. out things that, you know, really are, you know, if there's big gaps or there's this or that. If people drop, oh, sorry, they've dropped. I paused for a moment. They're mm. back. Well, sorry, folks, we had a we had a drop, right? Mm. I find yeah. Yeah. owning it instead of trying to fix it and then it doesn't sync right. It mm. just it just makes it yeah. again more human because things will go wrong. How do you handle the going wrong? Yeah. Does it reach you? Does it touch you? That's more important yeah. than the technical perfection. Yes. And and uh, uh, another really good example, very recent example, I was working with a client just on Monday. We were doing a shoot and she had a, a series of pieces to do. And she was in a bit of avoidance because she was trying to plan so much that I said, look, just let's just start shooting and see yeah. where we go. You, you know what you've got to say. Yeah. And we shot on location, various locations within one location for six hours. It was a really long shoot. And I didn't think she'd, she'd have the, the stamina because mm. she's not young. Um, the stamina to do that, but she did it really well. And right at the end, there was this one piece that was a very personal piece, and partly because she was so tired and let the guard down. It, yeah, it was just we we did one take, and it went for about two minutes, which is a long time on camera, straight to camera. She did one take, beautiful. And I said, I said, we're not going to do a second take. I said, you won't, you won't yeah. do the, do it like that again. Yeah. And it was just stunningly beautiful and very, very touching piece and absolutely sincere, absolutely from the heart. And that's, again, a couple of little technical things, you know, a bit of background noise, some crows, but, you know, who cares? Who that gives was, a toss? Yes. It's fantastic. Yes. That's what yeah. people relate to. Yes. Yeah. It is like, again, are you talking to me? Can I relate to what you're saying? Do I feel a part of this conversation? And I say these podcasts, the people are eavesdropping on our conversation. Yes. <laughs> and I hope that you got some good good nectar from it, right? It's, and it's, it's like the glass to the wall. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Because we're having fun. And but you know, people always say afterwards, like, oh gosh, we covered so much. And I said, Yes, that's the way I yes. like it. You know, I'm yes, not indeed. doing the 10, 15 minute shows. That's when we're just warming up. I like yeah, it when we yeah. just let things loose yeah. and then see what shakes out, right? And there's, a, there's a depth to be explored, yes. consciously or otherwise. There's yes. a depth to be explored. And, 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 and the organic way in which we've explored that that depth or those depths, and many several of them in different contexts, has been fantastic. And, and, and again, it, it highlights exactly what you're saying. You, you've, it takes time. It yeah. takes time to... To, for the trust to build and and I mean the trust came pretty quickly, but but to to the depth of of the depth of a conversation, mm. you know, it's a conversation that we don't have anymore because we've got three seconds to to grab people's attention on video before that. You know, oh, those, those aren't the people I yeah, that I play to. That's all your attention you got bypasses. Well, that's right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. but when it's, when it's five hundred hours of video uploaded to YouTube every minute, and it's yes. not a title every right. minute, you've got to find a way of cutting through that yeah. to get the you know, people's attention initially. But once you've got their attention, you need yeah. to maintain by what you say and how you say it and how you relate to them or not. And and so I actually yeah. like kind of what I call the picket fence. You know, like mm. when people say, I listen to this. Mm. Have you heard that? This person was talking about that. I'm going to send you the link. Right. right, right and right, I think, yeah. okay, it may take longer to build, but what mm. you're doing is getting people's experience with what they've seen and heard. Yes. Being shared out with others, like it was with you. You listened to to Paul Langer, right? Mm. And then go, okay, I'm interested in having a podcast with you from what you said. Although his show was totally different to the one we've done. Absolutely, right? yes, yes, indeed. And, but 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 from sorry, go on, go on. No, I no, I just feel that 
if we're not so quick to kind of grab the numbers, I've got it, how many thousands of followers, how many this and how many of that, and just looked at how many times has it been shared? How many times are people talking about it? How many times have people mulling over what you've said and then yeah. may want to reach over? Be patient again. Yes, be patient, absolutely. Yeah, hard to do. Yes. Easy to say, harder to do, but yep. um, when you want stuff to happen. But in, in my life, I've found... Because I'm old and wise. Uh, you know, sure, I'm older than you. <laughs> oh, I don't a little know. off 70. <laughs> you, know, you, can, you can bang your head against the wall and go, this has to happen, make it happen, make it happen, yes. make it happen. And the minute you stop that's when it happens. pushing, that's when it happens. I know. Resistance hey, is futile. Yeah. <laughs> Surrender. Around about this time last year, um, I, for the previous 10 years, I had a, a, a part, an underpaid part-time job. But a very responsible one as the director of higher education at a performing arts mm. college. And I decided after 10 years um, I needed to stop. The, the thing that made me stop was I had a, a hip replacement. And so I was not that mobile, for, but I was. some friends were down in Tasmania sitting beside a creek looking for the platypuses, but there'd been some some flood water come through. So they said, oh, there probably won't be any there because the water's moving too fast. They don't like fast-moving water. So I'm sitting there on this park bench Next to the creek, where where my wife and our friends were were, were looking for the for the platypuses, and uh, and this, my friend came up, my, Jonathan came up, and he said, he said, "What are you doing, Chris?" I said, "I'm having an existential crisis," <laughs> and I was just sitting, and that b- being forced to stop, yes. being for- being in a different environment, yes. being in a different the redirect, the redirect, and and you just stop. Yeah. And it's only then, and and once I even though I I kept working, but I said to them, "I'm leaving by." the yep. 10th of November, whatever it was, having made the decision, having stopped fighting the, the, the you know, it'd become a, a bureaucratic nightmare, the position, nothing creative at all. Um, and so, but having made the decision, even though I was still in there, knowing I was going, mm. was just everything lifted. It was fantastic. So when you stop doing the thing that's killing you, yes. in fact, someone said, oh, I told them I was leaving. They said, oh, thank Christ for that because it was killing you. Mm. But you don't realise when you're inside the situation, you don't yeah, realise no, how how, no. how destructive it is. And and so when you stop, all of a sudden, things fall into place, things open up, and and it's so important to 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 and make you yourself to see at the paths, right? Because you've stopped oh. your breathing, you've downloaded, and now you can see there's another path in front of you, yes. and that's the beauty of it. That was the, one of the gifts from COVID, was everybody mm. had to pause, and how many people. Realize yeah. I want. I'm just not going down that road anymore. I'm not That's doing not. this anymore. I'm redirecting. You mm. know, I've just been on this treadmill without realizing. I'm. Yeah. I've become the hamster constantly on the wheel. Yeah. I want to break yeah. the cycle. And you know, mm. having, I you know, I call it the nudge, nudge, wink, or the cosmic two by four. <laughs> right. So nudge, nudge, wink. The universe is telling us no. It's time to stop. Or it's time to redirect. And then the cosmic yeah. two by four comes along and says, "Can you hear me now?" <laughs> what a great a great collection of analogies in one <laughs> but fantastic. we all going to get them if we don't pay attention no, I've indeed. had quite a few of them I should have concussions by now <laughs> but we're, we're like the human race we're microcosms of the human race we don't learn from experience well sometimes we do and sometimes eventually we don't eventually we learn eventually yeah, fundamentally we we learn, but, we but we, we're stubbornly stupid as well. Yes. And we keep doing the same thing, expecting a different outcome. Yeah, I yeah, know. Yeah. I know. But, but eventually there's enough 4B2s to, 
to, to remind us um, to, to yeah, the slapping us around the head to remind us to actually stop, you know, to have, maybe have a different approach. Um, so, I mean, but yeah, one no. of the things I think that people get afraid of, especially when you're getting up there in age, is that if I stop, there will be nothing else. No, hmm. in yeah. stopping, it's actually allowing something else to be presented. Absolutely. You, and, you're, you're we're not, our book up, isn't yeah. over. You know, we've just got another chapter to go. That's all. A few more yeah. chapters to go, right? Yeah. I started this at 57. I yeah. had no idea what a podcast was when I first started. Right? So well, I, I didn't know what theatre was when I started. Exactly. <laughs> uh, Engineer, and, right? The chance comment by a friend literally changed my life. Yeah, exactly. In, yeah, that quickly. And you were willing to go and inquire. Yes. Right? Instead yeah. of going, well, I don't know what theatre is. No, that's for this kind of people. Instead, it's like, oh, okay, yeah, let's go check it out. Yeah. And I think yeah. this is the, we, when we allow ourselves, we discover how courageous we are, how strong mm. we are, how many abilities we have, and yeah. how flexible and resilient we are if we allow ourselves to be. And how adaptable we can be yeah. when, when we be or when we choose to be, when yes. we choose to allow choice. ourselves to be adaptable. Yeah. And uh, so, yes, uh, it's, it's a... The, the the letting go, the letting go is just as important, probably more important than than the than the the banging your head against the wall, trying and trying and trying and trying, um, because the, the one one of my songs, um, <laughs> I, I'm a musician as well. I write songs. I put out a couple of albums. One of my songs, um, uh, you can you can it says you can sit scotch in hand, watch those shadows inch their way across the land. Trust your angel to provide guiding light. You can sit by the phone, feel so desperately alone until the universe for just once gets it right. Exactly, and <laughs> trusting that. the universe to get it right is, is the, the, sorry, that was more of the line than I, I was going to quote, but I had to sort of ease into it. I haven't played that song for a long time, but till the universe for once just gets it right. But the universe generally gets it right. Not well, just that's, for I have found, and this is an absolute, honestly promised. Every time I have tried to go from the intellectual or ego is mm. never happened when I've no. let go mm. and just allowed. Okay. Yeah. I trust you. You know how I want to feel. You know what I want to achieve. I trust yeah. you. The yeah. doors open. Yes, indeed. Every indeed. time. It's remarkable. It really yeah. is. And, and yet we, we, we're still skeptical about it. I, I find um, we, we still, we're still a bit frightened to trust. I think a bit frightened to trust too much. Um, I've had the other <laughs> thing is that I trust the universe. I've just found it very, very hard being a human being. Because <laughs> some humans another, suck. Another, <laughs> another, another, one of my, another one of my songs is called Trust No One Travel By Night. <laughs> <laughs> I want this album. <laughs> You're speaking just, my language. That's, that was the first album. There's two albums. Um, <laughs> yes, and I'm re, I'm, when I get time, I'm re-recording some of the songs in the first one. Um, but yeah, it, and yeah, the, the observations that, that that we that we arrive at through experience, through our lives, and through our experience can be really profound. Yes, <laughs> actually, there's one of my friends and good friends and colleagues because uh, I, I wrote that song like quite a few years ago, and and, and my so my philosophy is trust no one, travel by night. And, and my friend Ashley says, I'm going to talk you out of that one day, Chris, and. But with with again getting back to technology, it's it's even worse now. Trust you know you can't trust any like every second email you get a scam or a spam or a whatever. And you get, don't trust any of it. 
So I, I hold with my philosophy, trust no one, travel by night. Having said that, I actually, I'm a very, very trusting person and, and sometimes to my detriment, no, I trust people. It's but, trusting but, someone with weariness. Wearied <laughs> trust, I like that. <laughs> you know, it's like I want to believe, I'm going to go this far in believing, but... <laughs> Well, well, that's the thing. You know, it's it's like any therapy, really. Mm. If you if you believe that it will work, it, it may well. If you yeah. don't believe, whatever it is, whether it's chemicals or or massage, whatever, um, if you don't believe it's going to work, then it's not going to. Yeah. Whatever it is, and so so we have to let go. We have to trust and let go and believe that that whatever therapies or or philosophies or whatever will will actually work. Um, because they've they've come from a collective place, a collective yes. consciousness. I, um, I'm, I'm, I've, I've been watching the series Loki, which is actually very, very different to you know all the the adventures type of thing. It's actually quite intriguing, um, and it talks about kind of different timelines and keeping things in the timeline and not allowing mm. it to expand. And it's and then I have a movie in my head all the time. So like last night. Mm. Um, I was going to come home last night from my daughter's, which was about an hour and 40 away, but it was monsooning rain. And oh. last time I did that, I saw a car hydroplane and go on its roof. And I thought, I'm not going to do that this time. I'm going to wait for no, morning. No, no. But no. I, I get these stupid damn things coming into my mind. And then I'm so intrigued with it. Like, you know, I had about two hours sleep because I'm just, you know, and it, I mean, because I get fascinated where my mind goes. Yes, because it's where yeah. the universe is taking me. But it, it's all about you know what really is real like a little matrixy um mm. you know the the timelines you know all the different dimensions how many lives am i living on which different planes and other the overseers yeah. and can i dive into each one of those and experience some of those things and it's like i'm getting intrigued by my own thing <laughs> oh absolutely and 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 i mean that that's a very artistic kind of approach you you yeah. you trust yeah. let's just go there let's give it yes. a go and often i find as an artist when you when you're creating you know, a performance piece or whatever, and you have this idea of all oh, this is going to work, and it doesn't work, it doesn't work, it doesn't work, and and you go, okay, I'll try entirely the opposite. Yes. What I thought was going to, work, and that works. Yes. Because it's it's the opposite, and know. you know it's a different. So so yeah, it's you know trusting trusting where where it's going to go, or if it doesn't go there, just do go back to front. But it's also your, it's your travel yeah. by night because for me night that's where my my creativity mm. goes into different yeah. planes and different places all together. I just wish kind of I did have a chip in there that downloaded it all. You know, <laughs> come by morning I may have forgotten it. <laughs> and that's the other thing: our subconscious is much clearer than we are oh, because God, yes. when you're half asleep, when you're in the shower, when you're mowing yeah. the lawn, whatever. All of us, you know, you're not actively thinking yes. about. All of a sudden, these fantastic ideas come to you. Oh, quick, write that one down um, because you'll forget in ten seconds. You'll forget um, because that the subconscious will often, very often solve the problem for you. Um, and and irrespective of how much conscious thinking you've, you've got to do the thinking. But when you start, again stop thinking, let the subconscious do it, and all of a sudden the the, the solution is there. Um, it, it's it's a wonderful thing. That, that, I, know, wonderful I had something the other day, and I thought this is great. And I was half asleep, and I went for my phone. I couldn't find the recorder, and I put it down. I can't remember what it is. So yes, recorder. Write it down, even if it, even if it's just one little sentence. 
it yeah. will bring you yeah. back there, but you need that hook that will take you back there. That's right. right. Mm. And sometimes you write stuff down and you go, what's that mean? I can't, I can't yeah, read no, my own. Or I can't. I'm terrible. That's, you know, my brother is a writer and he's, he he has to write everything by hand first. And a lot of people will speak to that. But I'm dyslexic, mm. which it comes out sometimes when I'm doing a presentation, reading somebody's thing, I might read it back to front because yeah, yeah. I've been dyslexic. So for me, the computer was where my creativity, my words could really start writing because I could correct where I couldn't oh. in the writing. So, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. find a way that works for you just because, you know, oh, I mm. can't do that. Well, you can't mm. do that. What can you do instead? Indeed. What's an alternative way of what, an <laughs> yep. alternative pathway? Absolutely. Yep. Um, so crucial to, to and, and again, being open to those things, being adaptable, being flexible, and being open and allowing things to happen to manifest. Uh, it, it's a it's a it's a, it's a fascinating fascinating stage of life of, of coming to these realizations. I mean, you can tell you stuff like that. And you go, oh yeah, sure, but until you experience it as you would have found yourself um until you experience it oh that's what they mean that's that's yes. what that means yeah there's um, a word that to... came across a little while ago um which i've adopted and kind of it's even in my book is flossom right is and it's it, flossom yeah, yeah, I yeah, love okay. the word flaws. Every single one of us has a flaw and a quirk. If you look at a yeah. diamond with a flaw in it, it's actually more unique and, and worth more. We've all got yep. flaws. There are quirks. They're a part of our personality. Why can't we be awesome about them? Right? <laughs> They've made What's us that? unique. <laughs> well, again, again go, go right back to, to the early part of the conversation and quoting Phil Collins. Yep. This doesn't matter. It's not technically perfect. It doesn't reach you. It doesn't touch you. Yes, yes. it's flawed. And, yes. and you leave the flaws in unless yes. it's like massive, you know, right. whatever's. But but if you leave the flaws in because they're human. Otherwise, but what is perfect? What's perfect in somebody's view is not perfect in somebody else's view. No, so indeed. we'll just be flawsome. Well, At it, least, you it, know. Indeed. And and uh, the other another person I'm very fond of quoting is uh, Jonathan Miller, who used to, used to um, he was a, a neuroscientist neurosurgeon, neuroscientist, also famously directed operas and, and Shakespeare's. And he was asked, what, what's, what's the authentic version of Shakespeare? Because they were talking, you know, Shakespeare's become high art. Shakespeare was written for the peasants 300 years yes. ago, whenever. Yes. But Jonathan Miller had a way of, of directing Shakespeare that was that was really very engaging and appealing. And he, he, he was asked, well, what's, what's the authentic version of Shakespeare? And he said, well, as far as I'm concerned, the, the authentic version of Shakespeare is the one, one where Shakespeare said, well, that'll do. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yes. It's, but it's become this, this whole industry around Shakespeare and what does it mean? And what, you know, the when I was doing the, the hidden meaning of well, it, yeah, the but, layers of it. Yeah. It's what it, what it means to you. Of academics. Yes. Yeah. yeah. The leaders of academics have built careers on it. And, yeah. and when I was doing my doctorate, people would ask me, what sort of doctorate are you doing? Well, there's two answers that one, a useful one. And B, <laughs> um, well, it, I, I didn't. I didn't want to write a hundred thousand words about what color underpants Shakespeare wore every second Tuesday and what effect it had on his work. Okay. There was actually something on that. What a waste well, of time. I know, but, but, but that's the point. Yeah, there there are people who, and yeah, it's great. That's fantastic. That's it's, there's a, certainly a place for that. But whole industries have been built on what Shakespeare might or might not have said, or even right. if it was Shakespeare who wrote the stuff. I know. So, yes, seen that version. Yeah. yeah. And, and I mean, one of the reasons I chose Romeo and Juliet to do in in mime as a, as a cartoon was because it's such a bloody good story. It's a fantastic mm. story, and it's a common story in a sense. It's a common story, yeah. West Side Story and, 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 and yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so, and people know it. 
Yes. They know that as human and beings. They can relate to it. Through. Many people can relate to it. They're going through it, right? Yes. Absolutely. Yeah. So, so, um, but, but it's, you can, you as I said, it. It. you can, you can hit chase, you can hit it yeah. with a stick yeah. and it'll survive. Such a yes. bloody good story. Right. And, 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 and the writing is beautiful and it's fantastic. But, but please remember that it was written in a hurry, um, under pressure. And there's an audience, and he had to deliver the goods. So, yeah, and and it may not be perfect. Who cares? Um, it's it was written for the times, which unfortunately are still the times today, because we're very slow absolutely. in evolving. Yes, absolutely, and we we'll, we don't learn. No, that's why there's wars happening all around us. At I the know. Moment. I know. I and this is the this is the aspect of humanity that I find incredibly frustrating. We have oh. everything at our fingertips to allow us to evolve, and the evolving yeah. is the evolving in our consciousness, raising up that frequency to a higher level. Let's just simply mm. let caring, kindness, compassion, consideration, respect, love be the guide let it be the compass right but no it's got to be you're right i'm wrong this is that yeah. and let's oh yeah. let's just annihilate each other and that's so near thunderical yeah. haven't we evolved from absolutely. there please? absolutely no i don't think we have unfortunately and, and now we've got we've we've got we're so sophisticated we have the weaponry to, to make oh, it really yeah. and you know and, kill without looking into the eyes which is a cowardly yeah. way of doing yeah. it yeah Absolutely. Well, that, that's what. Yeah, the, the, one of the one of my objections to to video games is is many of them are built around um, killing people, uh, and in fact, desensitizing. Desensitizing. That's and the the American military, or probably all military, yeah. um, use video games to desensitize their 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 soldiers to killing people. And you get so brainwashing oh. people without them knowing. And, and the gaming industry is bigger than the filming industry, folks. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, so, so now we we've we've evolved in many ways. We're we're very sophisticated, but really stupid at the same time. As a, as a species, Absolutely. we don't. We and it's learned. so frustrating because I know we're so capable of so much more. And and you know, I feel the universe is is desperately waiting. I mean, they gave me a saying some six years ago: the universe is going to shake us up to wake us up for us to step mm. up and change it up and grow yeah. up. But the double entendre on grow up is grow up vibrationally, but grow up. Well, for me, for me, it, it comes back, and 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 you 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 sparked this uh, this thought in me a, a moment ago by what you're saying. We, we have to be the best possible person yeah. we can be individually. Yes. yes. Uh, otherwise, the the place is stuffed. And and so and and the the best way we can do that is to be compassionate and be caring and and help each other out and 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 be supportive. So yeah, so yeah, getting right back to the very start of, of, of the conversation about you know building a business. If you can build a business on compassion, yes, and build on human relationships and trust, then I think you're winning. I think that you're ahead of the game quite considerably, and I think you're on track. You know, I think that's the, you know, I don't care what you've got out there, how, if you've got the next thing, you know, sliced cheese, I don't care what it is. If it isn't something that serves people in a way that it helps them evolve, helps them discover themselves, helps them become better humans, right, then it's, it's just another useless product out there, right? And yeah. if they can't buy you, why should they buy from you? Right. I'm Indeed. tired. We're tired of being sold to, yeah. you, you know, we want to know, is there something you have that we want to buy? Have you got something that we need? 
No, you're just like like pishing, pishing, pishing all the time, shoving it down yeah. our throats. Yeah. We're tired of that. We don't want that anymore. It's like those stupid yeah. flashes we used to have on on the sites, right? Yeah. Where's the relationship? Where's the relationship, indeed? And, and yeah, the, the the things the things that 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 we are we are sold because people are selling it to us. Yes. In in whatever physical form, they become landfill, the equivalent yeah, of landfill. Exactly. We buy exactly. stuff we don't need, and it becomes landfill. Whether it's that psychological landfill yes. or landfill, yeah. and and because we we didn't want to buy it in the first place, and we we bought it because we we were convinced we had to because we had to have it, and then you go, oh, actually, or we were no, pressurized into it, or we were, we're made to feel it. less than, and you can only feel more if you buy it, right? Oh, you've got to have the latest version of. Yes, well, no, some some very profound some thing that someone said recently was. And that's why I only use the the amount of technology I need to to use to, to for people to tell their stories. Mm. They said the 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 what was it? The last of the old ways of doing things are always better than the first of the new way of doing things, mm-hmm. and that's so profound because we we we're convinced that we have to have the latest version of the technology. We have to have this, and we don't because we find when we spend money and, and buy it that it can do a thousand things or a hundred things, but you only use four of them. Right, so exactly. Why, why do I need all the other? Th- I don't exactly. need the other things. I might maybe use one or two of them in the future, but oh, but it can do all these things. Yeah, but I don't. I don't we, care. We've been I conditioned it, yeah. that we need the next shiny thing, and this is something yeah. I was talking about with dear old Joel Coleman from the Planters, where he was mm. saying, and I said to him, you know, in his fifty-year career, you know, what interrupted you, you know, with technology or anything? He said, disco, disco. It is it, because they weren't hiring musicians to come in and perform for people they could hire a dj for 200 a night to play all night and there was virtually a decade they were and where he had to go overseas where they were still using looking for performers but what happened at the end of disco we were hungry for performers we were hungry for that connection we were hungry for those songs that meant something to us we were tired of the bubbity 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 beep Right? Yeah. You can only do it for so long. Really, what is yeah. it? We crave connection. Mm. Right? And we, we crave getting right back. We we crave authenticity. In fact, I, I, I really as a as a musician and artist who yeah, as a songwriter, I really object to DJs. They're probably really nice people. I wasn't a object- DJ, don't hold it against me. <laughs> well, well, okay, but, 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 but they don't create anything. Mm-hmm. They use other people's other people's stuff, and yeah, they mix it but, up. But as a mobile disc, you know, you're setting the stage for the for the party, right? So well, well, absolutely, a good party. that's right, and, and <laughs> indeed, and and some of them are very skilled entertainers as well. But but what they use is other people's art, and and yes. it's a bit like it's a bit like you know, well, copyright must be a bit of, a bit of an issue. Well, well it's, you're showcasing not. it. You're showcasing it, right? Okay. So well, that's an know. interesting way of looking at it, actually, because because yes, as long as as long as the people who are listening to it know who it is that 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 right that, which songs they're playing or who who wrote they them. love the song so much they dance to a night they're now going to go and buy the record. Yeah, and and the thing is, yeah, when when you're in when not that I've been in discos, uh, <laughs> but but when you're in that space, you don't care. You just want you just want to bop. You just want to yeah. dance and have a good time. And so, yeah, it's it's a. Mobile just get it was a little different because we were going to people's houses and weddings and events. Oh, yeah, and yeah. so you were well, setting yeah. the stage for for how people were going to react. So there was a certain amount of artistry to it in like how you got the audience engaged. So yep. it, it wasn't in the discos; we were bringing the disco to them, and you would mm. have the favorite numbers, 
Of course, yes. Neil Diamond was big at the time, right? Tie the Yellow Ribbon. I'm going back to the 70s, folks, okay? Oh, <laughs> <You know? wow. laughs> I got so sick of that song. <laughs> I always say the 70s, 70, the fashion was crap, but the music was fantastic. Oh, God, the you know, was Red just, and the Doors the, and Blood, Sweat and Tears and Earth, Wind and Fire. And and, <laughs> yes, um, um, the, the, the Super Tramp, all those, those yes. wonderful things. And, and oh, the music was just exquisitely stunning. Yep. In fact, I was a musician in the seventies, and and we we created a lot of music of that type. Yeah, it, yeah. it's now called prog rock. It wasn't called prog rock at the time. It was just called what we did. But um, but I, I YouTube is fantastic for that because yes, you can, yes, you can go back in time. Yeah, you go back in time, yeah. and and I watch yes concerts. Or in fact, I went to I went to the Paul McCartney concert uh, oh, a couple wow. of weeks ago. It was it was wonderful. It was just wonderful. Yeah, and something about again, this is an authenticity. But, you know, we, we've all seen Paul McCartney play Hey Jude and and Let It Be a thousand times on television, but actually seeing yeah. him live on stage playing those songs. Is an intimacy that you don't in, get, yeah. yeah. With sixty other sixty thousand other people, yes. Still, the intimacy that's there, yeah, because it's playing those songs live and he's singing them, yeah. And yeah. and at eighty one, doing a bloody good job of it too, right? Yeah. And and um, and I thought, oh, and yeah, pretty sure that it'll be the last opportunity ever yes. to see that. To experience that, it was fantastic. And again, it's that, he, and he he's someone who's very humanly engaging in between songs. Yes. He, during the songs, but but in between these chats yeah. and 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 it it was a, a wonderful experience and um, almost didn't go. Just kind of oh yeah, I suppose I'll go. I'm so glad I went. Uh, and it was it was just a, a delightful thing. Again, it's the human relationship. Yeah, I don't have a, a human relation, a one to one relationship with Paul McCartney, but by God, through his music, I do. Yes, exactly. And, and it was, yeah. it's a it's a privilege. But, but it, you know privilege. the thing with about music or good art or good artistry or even a good program. It's something that can go through the decades of time and yeah. it just becomes a, a different form of meaning at the time according to where you're at. That song meant Absolutely. this at that time, that program meant yeah. this at this time, now it means this. And, mm. you know, it doesn't lose its story. The, the story expands on itself. It takes you straight back. Yeah, listening to, to the songs of the 70s, 60s, whatever, it takes you straight back there to those, as you write, those experiences that you yeah. were having at the time. And because it's not just the song, no. it 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 evokes a whole. St it's like see it looking at a photograph of, yes. of, of the landscape. Yeah, you can only ever take a photograph. Who used to be, how you felt at that time. Yeah, yeah. and, and yeah. what's either side of the frame? Yeah, yeah. yes. You remember all of that. So it's just, it's like a catalyst. But it's also great introducing, because I, you know, I've got a seven-month-old and a two-and-a-half-year-old uh, grandson, and I'm introducing them to things like bread and, and you know, <laughs> we are the champions <laughs> and all of that. And when I play bread, he said, I don't know that song. And I said, no, I want you to listen to this song. It's yeah, a cool yeah, song. Yeah. And then all the, Google kept playing all the 70 music, and then I see his little shoulders going up and down as he's booging to it and I thought yeah <laughs> and that's the beauty of it that's the beauty of yes, anything yes. that's good you know the, the program you've got it doesn't matter uh, if it was yesterday today or tomorrow the basis of the program right is the foundation is the structure you could take yeah. that structure and that foundation and elaborate on it but if you don't have that structure and the principle behind it then you're going to lose the story Absolutely, and and that reminds us that it's it's, it's about the, that it's about the story. It's about the per it's not about the vehicle through which that story is told. Right. It's 
it's not it's not the medium it's not the vehicle it's the the fundamental it's the gut. and like, how and did it how did it make you feel did yeah. it reach yes. you yeah did it reach you does, does it touch you does it reach you does it touch you how does it does make it you feel does it inspire you and invite yeah. you to go and do something does it does it give you confidence does it make yeah. you feel better and that's yes. that's what it's about making you feel better mm. however that manifested whether it's a presentation or a performance or a, or baking bread you know it doesn't matter it, it, it does it make you feel better about doing that thing um and that's yes. really what it's a about. good chocolate croissant is going to make you feel better <laughs> <laughs> now having said all of this my darling if somebody's interested in putting this together how do they reach you what are you offering do they reach me? Do they touch me? Um, <clears throat> they can. Well, I'm I'm about to relaunch my new launch my new revitalized website um, within within the next few days. It's not quite there yet, um, but um, Dr. Chris at artsmediaconsultants.com is a way of, of reaching me. There's the email Dr. Chris at artsmediaconsultants.com, or there's a there's a, a, a QR code um, that's on the screen, which if presumably that they can they can yep. um for those that, that are watching not those that are listening oh listening okay um uh, uh, www.artsmediaconsultants.com is is the website will be the website it is it is now but it's a rubbishy one it's it's being rebuilt um or at linkedin dr yes. christiane willems that's christian with two a's it's dutch dr christiane willems on linkedin you can reach me through that and and i like i like linkedin because it's yes so, so far it's a it's a reasonable it's not in your face kind of thing so you can, no, you can but choose it's also, i find very supportive i i, I find again very yeah. interactive very supportive and i no. i've met some great people there again back to whatever you've got interaction yeah. participation yeah, interaction. right and you know that's the important you've created yeah. a great video you know it's going to reach people you know it's going to touch people but if you don't get it out there then yeah. nobody's going to see it so Indeed. there's that next stage right speaking of which uh, and it just reminded me on linkedin I, I haven't posted any for a little while but but i i used to do a weekly one minute micro masterclass video on on linkedin put it out on, uh, on linkedin so if if you probably i don't know whether google works but on linkedin what one minute micro masterclasses um there's there should be like 30 or 40 of them or whatever mm. uh, or you can you will be able to go to my website and, and see some of them but uh, yeah um go to, go to linkedin um dr christiane willems and um Double a. let's have a chat yes we delighted to have a chat yeah reach out start the conversation you never know where it's going to go right okay. And Sarah, point. thank you so much. I'm 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 so late for my appointment now, but I don't care because <laughs> I've, I've enjoyed this tremendously time. myself as well, and it's been an absolute <laughs> delight. And uh, you know, I'm I just let it. I love it when things that yes, we cover all the topics of what we need to cover, but I just love it when we let the conversation go because there's always so, so many fun. lovely nuggets out there, yeah, and you know yeah. that's what it's about, right? You know, what nuggets did you get out of it? Don't forget Indeed, to let us yeah. know. <laughs> Sarah, thank you so much. Really appreciate it. Your, your time and and your interest in 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 what I'm doing in my work and and um and yeah, um, keep the conversations going. I will do. I was saying till I'm blind, deaf, and dumb, I'm going to be still be doing this. The oldest person <laughs> I've interviewed was 92 with her own TV show. If she can do it, I can do it. <laughs> <laughs> Indeed. All right then. Thank you so much. Um, so, shall I sign off, or do you? No, do that? no. You... I'm going to close up here. So, don't forget, folks. It's it's all about your authenticity. It's all about who, how you're reaching, how you're making people feel. But put it out there and put it out there confidently. Preparation, but also with the authenticity of why you're doing it and the passion behind it, because then that's when people are going to feel it. So, until next time, folks.
Bye We hope that you enjoyed the show. There are so many more for you here on selfdiscoverywisdom.com. Just go to the podcast tag at the top there and you will see all the many genres and all 3,000 shows ready for your listening. We are here to serve you, to help you on your journey of life. And we know that through inspiration, it begets invitation. We are supported by you, the listeners, and those that we interview. Anything that you can spare us in donation would be greatly accepted. And we do hope that you enjoy the next show.